It's November 3rd, 2022. This is a special edition of Rook. The IRGC chief says, go to your homes. The Iranian people say, go to hell. Hi there, welcome to episode 212 of Rook. I'm Gian Gomeshi, and hello to you again from Istanbul, where we're speaking to Iranians in this major city near Iran, supporting the uprising. Salam, Dustan Aziz. Remember just a few days ago when the head of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, the IRGC, bellowed, that's it, back to your homes, the riots are over? Well now, how's that working out for you? The IRGC chief says, go to your homes. The Iranian people say, go to hell. In the ongoing confluence of emotions we feel swinging from gut-wrenching horror and sadness to unfathomable pride, count today as one from the latter column side. Over the last 24 hours, there have been thousands and thousands and thousands of Iranian people in the streets in pretty much every city and town across Iran joining each other defying the draconian orders of an Orwellian big brother. And this is no small matter. You know the revolution is gaining ground when the dictates of the once omnipotent barking dog of the regime have been left unbound. Remember those doubts about whether this revolution would succeed, whether it really is different this time. Is there anyone out there still willing to bet against it? If you are, check out the images from Kadaj today and the masses of people defying orders to memorialize their dead. Check out the dramatic scenes from Rasht or Tabriz or Fulad Shah. Check out the videos of the Basijan militia on the run and beginning to cower. Check out the effect of collective action and Iranian people power. And this is not to suggest there's any cause for celebration. The situation is dire, the blood is everywhere, the list of children's names amongst those killed growing. The crackdowns continue, the executions, the torture, the forced confessions, the actions of a deranged, morally bankrupt theocracy that has lost the street and has nothing left but to murder to stave off defeat. And nor can anyone in the diaspora who cares take the foot off the pedal. Everything is still in play. Do it all and more and don't rest today. Be their voice. Amplify. Sign the petitions. Join the demonstrations. Call your senators. Form coalitions to gain traction. And even get the pathetic UN to take some action. But remember this. The IRGC chief says go to your homes. The Iranian people say go to hell. The momentum is unstoppable. This time, the will of the people led by these amazing brave women and men, young girls and boys, armed with lessons learned from decades of previous generations trying to gain oxygen against this regime, this time, the will of the people shows no end. The quest for real freedom will not be abandoned. The old tricks won't work. The fear tactics now impotent. Azadi, Azadi, Azadi. Let this be a lesson to the regime, the doubters, and the world of anyone who has suppression, repression, or compromise to sell. This time, the Iranian people are rising and saying, go to hell. This is a special edition of Rook from Istanbul, where we'll have our roundtable and be joined by six dynamic Iranians living here who've been on the front lines of demonstrating in Turkey and who join me to give us their perspectives from this proximity. This is Rook, episode 212, The Uprising, live from Istanbul.
Welcome to Rook, coming to you again from Istanbul. We're once again in a small but inspired little studio here on the Asian side of Istanbul in Moda. Uh, and I'm Gian. I'm here in Istanbul. We've got a very special Rook on air uh, roundtable here uh, in terms of who's participating. Uh, Shire, are you there in London? Yes, as in uh, London. Hi. Shire, are you? <laughs> Shire, <laughs> it's late here in Istanbul. I should say it's about two a.m. here because we oh. know we're recording this in the, the way we normally do this in uh, Toronto time. So uh, it's uh, early evening there. Uh, Shire, you're in Toronto. Hello, <laughs> yes, sir. yes, or hi, maybe sir. London. I don't know where you are. <laughs> Um, media presenter and business consultant Dario Emami joins us once again in Toronto. Hi, Dario. You're there, right? Hello. Yes. Toronto, not Hi. London. Nice to have you back. Yes. And a special guest here in the Istanbul studio is joining us uh, for this Rook Roundtable, um, who is a PhD student in cinema studies here in Istanbul. She's a writer, a researcher, a translator who came from Tehran here about five years ago. Nafise Lale. Hello to you. Hi. Nice to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for joining the roundtable uh, across continents here in Istanbul and in uh, Toronto. We, it's very interesting days as we continue our journey here in Turkey. Uh, if you were listening on Monday, I explained we were here actually shooting a documentary about the Iranian community here during this uprising, what we're noticing in Turkey. Given we wanted to come here because this is about as close as we can get to Iran without, um, of course, being in Iran. Uh, and I have to tell you, there's a lot to talk about what we've learned being here in Turkey. We'll share some of that with you today. More importantly, we have um, interviews with five impressive Iranians, all of whom have been active in supporting the revolution in different ways from here in Istanbul. Um, the athlete and social media star Shabnam Shahrukhi, a producer and editor Bayrak Mortezaglu, a business person and yoga instructor Nilofar Bahmanpour joins us, the photographer and filmmaker Ashkon Masti, and real estate agent and engineer Alper Daglaraglu. They're all coming up. We've done these uh, interviews on location today um, in here in Istanbul. Uh, and I look forward to sharing these interviews with you. Um, let me start off, though, with this roundtable um, in Toronto, in Istanbul. It's been quite a day, as I intimated in that essay uh, off the top. Uh, a lot of action happening in Iran. This, this of course, happening against the dictates of the, the, the regime, uh, and, but just spectacularly in terms of the numbers in all of these cities. So let me just go around to ask all of you, um, you've been watching this on social media you've been seeing what's happening in iran today um what's it been like watching this for nafis let me start with you here in istanbul what's your feeling today seeing what's happening in iran you know as always i just watch lots of videos uh, from my twitter icon and i follow every uh, moment of that lots of protests in lots of cities of iran actually you, as as we know it's um, the chahalom of hadith najafi and uh lots of people's murdered by the regime during last 40 days um it is really horrible and um you know it is really sad it makes you feel angry about everything and at the same time it is weird that you can't do anything for them i mean you try to do your best as a person who is abroad but um you are not like them uh, who are in the streets and 
every second they are they know that maybe they are going to be killed by the regime but again um, it doesn't make them uh, to feel fear mm, I appreciate them um, but uh, I want to say something about I want to say something that makes me worry and it's the violence we should know we should be aware about this yeah uh, and Mishaya, what did you feel when you were looking at, I mean, those images from Karach today were particularly... Yeah, I mean, uh, I yeah. mean it's, uh, it's revolution and also it's kind of war, you know? So in like in answering to what Nafisa says, I mean, for sure I'm against any kind of uh, violation, but... Uh, and it's... Uh, I, I, it bothers me also seeing those pictures because, but like, I don't, I don't like to see violence against. I, I, I mean, I hate v uh, violation, but this is what this is. I mean, this is war. Mm. It's happening. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean that that's something that's ongoing. If I were, I mean that I I feel like the, um, to me the headline today would be. I mean, yes, we those memes of the it's become a meme now, like knock the the, the mullah or something like that. But um, today, I found I guess I I've said it all in terms of that essay, but I I found it inspiring. Just that just that that I'm putting this in context to the fact that you know this was supposed to die. This was supposed to the crackdowns and the internet blockages and all of the things that all the tricks that the regime has used uh, in the past are supposed to quell this movement and clearly today i feel it, it it is as i said i mean it is unstoppable and that to me is is quite significant mm -hmm. dario um what what were you feeling watching what was happening in iran today um i agree that uh, the violence is really like not something that any of us approve or looking forward to see any image like that However, um, if people don't defend themselves, there's a chance that they're gonna get killed. So it's not like that they are going around and attacking random people who just suppose like who just like happen to be there or um, are protecting the regime. It's just it's the people who are attacking people. Like um, I think that's that's the difference. As as Shia said, it's a war right now. And I, I, again, I never thought I would say something like this because I was always uh, pro-peace. And I'm still, I still am. I mean, um, and even like in the previous uh, protests, I was always saying that, no, like we shouldn't be like them. But now it's, it's next level. And yeah. it's just like as if you, you don't do anything, you're going to get killed. Like we've seen those uh, move, like uh, the films and uh, videos that went viral that they left the police uh, unharmed and then he shoot he shot at people so it's it's unfortunate it's it's very sad but it's unavoidable uh, revolutions are messy yeah um, part of the precipitant for the big demonstrations today in Iran was um, these 40-day anniversaries of, of killings. Um, Daria, tell, tell us about that, because I know you've been um, 
looking into you're you're actually keeping a sort of list of 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 the and of these these sad anniversaries um once again we should remind people that the, in persian tradition the, the the 40th day is a significant day in terms of marking uh a, a memorializing remembering someone who has died um what, what can you tell us about this period we're going through where we're seeing a lot of 40th anniversaries? Yeah, um, so as you said, like 40th anniversaries and uh, memorials are very important because that's the time that uh, people who lost their loved one had the time to process what happened to them and uh, the lost life that they want to, you know, have a memorable um, memorial for it. Now, over the past uh, 47, 48 days, uh, we experienced a great deal of pain and anger, and none of us had the time to process it because it was one after another, like uh, the news that was coming. And now uh, all of these chehalums, like these days are coming one after the other, and people now, it's like, like an opportunity for them to focus that anger and show that, um, show that unity and know, like they know that, okay, this is the time, this is the place that I have to be there uh, and join the crowd to show my unity and uh, express that suppressed anger that's been in everyone. And today, as you uh, were saying, in Rasht, Amal, Fulacha, Karaj, Ghazvin, all of these places, uh, like they were center of the protests and there were uh, cities that uh, the Chehaloms, the m main one that were announced, uh, was held there. Um, and tomorrow also, it's going to be many more coming. And then I was looking at the names. I told you, um, Jean, that I wanted to, you know, read the names that uh, all the people that we've lost. And uh, like these days is their Memorial Day. Yeah. But, but it, the list goes on and on. Sadly, uh, when you look at it, there's so many lives that we lost and their name didn't even go viral and that's what yeah. makes it like even sadder than it is we were actually having this discussion even before we uh, before we got to the studio here tonight about how uh, it's just a natural element of I mean history it's not unique to this 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 moment in this revolution in Iranians but but that some names rise to the top and become symbols um, um, whether it's Massa Amini or George Floyd or um, Rosa Parks, whatever you know, uh, but uh, and, and which is necessary and important, and and um, there's all kinds of reasons why Massa Amini is actually an amazing symbol for this uh, occurred. A woman who was, you know, and yet there's there's always this feeling of of uh, how do we recognize everybody that's that whose lives the lives are being lost i mean how you know if you're the if you're the family of of, of one of these other kids that's been shot in zahedan or or sanandaj or you know how, how are you processing this and and you know if clearly you're wanting that name to be said too and it gets to a point in a situation like this right now in iran where i mean the list is getting long right we can't uh, we could take the entire podcast and start and, and say people's names and maybe we should uh, it, but it's it's a um it's it's that's it's the nature of this situation is that becomes impossible some things become viral others don't we're going to talk about Tumaj in a moment that's somebody that a lot of people are talking about and i've been thinking about that thinking legitimately so and yet 
you know, how that takes up the oxygen of talking about somebody else. I'm not sure how we measure these things. Let me let me talk about a little bit about what we've noticed here in Turkey, uh, because it's funny that Nafisa, you were saying I'm so far from Iran now compared to where we normally live, uh, where I live, you know, in Murshaya and, and Daryar, you're not that far. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting thing. It's And it's one of the, the paradoxes of being here in Turkey is that we are so close to Iran. And yet, because of that, in some ways, one of the things I've learned as we've been doing these interviews, and I'm not going to um, preempt what is said in the, in the actual interviews, and in fact, in the documentary, we'll, it'll all be there, you know, and, and when that comes out. But, but is that a lot of the fears that exist are also closer to the kind of fears that are in Iran as we, as you get closer to Iran. Um, and this is, it's been very difficult here, you know, for a number of reasons, uh, it's hard to get people to talk. This is not a place where, uh, I can just walk around on the street with a microphone and go up to Iranians and go, Hey, talk to me about the, the revolution. You know, and there's a lot of trepidation around that. There's a lot of uh, people are quite conservative, but saying anything I, I mentioned on Monday's show, and I will really, um, echo it here now that you do not see, uh, this is not Toronto. This is not Los Angeles. This is not Berlin. You do not walk down the street and see, billboards of Maso Amini and, and, and Iranian flags and that kind of visible activism. Um, and I think you can probably speak to that now, if you said, because I know you've, you have been very active, but, um, we've been talking about this uh, all day with you about how, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to be active past a certain point here in Turkey for a number of reasons. Go ahead. Jian, uh, unfortunately, I, I want to say that the condition is really weird because, uh, as you say, we are near to Iran, but um, we don't have the freedom. Um, we are not Turkish, so we are not like them. We don't have uh, the basic citizenship uh, rights here. And me, myself, as a student who just, you know, have a permission um and mm, I want to say that maybe I have my fears, like lots of Iranian people who are living here now currently. And um, a part of it, it's because uh, the political issues of this country, um, you know, the government, the rules of this country is almost, I think, the same as um, ours. And they don't let us to do anything uh, about the protest. And sometimes they you know, put pressures on us, and um, for example, f- about me, um, some of my, um, you know, uh, friends from university told me that don't write to it in Turkish. Mm. We know what's going on there, but um, it is better for you. Um, you know, we don't feel free here to speak about it out loud, um, and um, we try to do anything that we can but it is mm, you know is a situation that you don't know exactly what you should mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. you are not in Iran you can't go to streets and chant with uh, other people uh, but again um, that the popul- the Iranian people who are living here are not the same as the people who are living in Europe or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. America or Canada um, it's not as um, 
uh, uh, settled a community here mm-hmm. in some ways, as you would find, say, in Washington, D.C. Exactly. There's a lot of people here who are recent immigrants, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are on what might be called a tourist visa, for mm-hmm. example, exactly. where they... Uh, any any year, any month can be sent back to Iran. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of folks who are, some who are refugees, but mm-hmm. th- that means they can't leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, one of our guests today talks about um, how he can't even leave Istanbul you know, because he's got refugee status. He has to, he's sort of caught in, uh, there's, it's been a theme as we've talked to people here. On the one hand, there, there's so much that people love about Istanbul. There's so this, this is truly a great city in terms of um, the beauty and and um, the culture and the, the the exploration of this nexus point between east and west and all of the things that we talk about about how much and people you know there's interviews we've done with people who say they love Turkey mm-hmm. um, and they love the Turkish people and the Turkish people have been really not kind to Iranians in many ways and at the same time there's this. Um, a lot, almost everybody um, we've interviewed has been very frustrated, saying it's basically like we left Iran to come to somewhere that's like Iran when it comes to the the freedoms uh, the issue. And something that's actually really strange, as you just intimated, is that um, in a way, because in Iran at this moment, you look at, like at a place like Karaj today, when you saw thousands of people, you know. Um, there are, there's, it's, it's strange because that kind of, both in terms of the way the city is set up, in terms of the, who the Iranian community is here, in terms of the, 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 the nature of the laws here, you just can't get 5,000 people on Esteklal Street, you know. And so in a strange way, it's actually easier to protest in Iran than it is in, in Turkey. You were saying yeah, that earlier. Somehow, yeah, because here... Um, for example, in uh, October 22, um, the police was there and uh, some of my friends were arrested by police. And um, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm. You know, what shall you do in this situation? And it's the, the point that I don't know, uh, uh, you know, I can't sp- speak about my feelings because you are near to Iran. You can do lots of th- things, but at the same time, you can't do and it's, okay, That's and what, yeah, you don't have a, yeah. Um, Daria, I don't know if you want to jump in on, on this uh, or not, but... Um, Honestly, um, I don't have much to add because I don't have that experience. I was, uh, while you were talking, I was thinking what would have happened if uh, Canada, police of Canada wouldn't like really cooperate with us. Like, I don't know if we could have had any of uh, these big crowds that we had over the past few weeks. We, we might still have, but mm, most probably not to this extent. There's a so different implication. That's what I was thinking. There's yeah. a different implication. Uh, you know, we, w- we want to get to the interviews. I want to. We use this roundtable to usually talk about a few things that have happened over the last few days. Uh, and one of the things I want to, uh, to talk about is something kind of to some of our team members. Actually, Roham thought this was a really big deal that the Estaklal football team. Um, won, I guess, the league championship yesterday in in, in Iran, and um, quite famously now didn't didn't celebrate. Uh, you know, did not show a celebration uh, as a form of protest. Um, now, Nafisa, 
when uh, you and Roham actually got into a bit of a, a, a difference on this because you, well, you you tell tell us your opinion um, on this. You know, I'm not agree with Roham or those people who think that is a big deal because um, it is completely meaningless for me. What does it mean? You play football as a football player. You you have your norm, normal life. You, you know the football matches. You score a goal and you are unhappy. You don't celebrate it. Um, I mean, okay. So so what? You don't think it's enough? No, it is not enough. Actually, when we uh, we expect more about all of the people who are living here and uh, now in Iran, like um, filmmakers, like cinema community, theater community, actors, actresses, and um, again, I want to compare the, this both you know community to each other. Um, we we want more from actors. We want them to make it clear that where they stand exactly. Mm. Are they with people or are they against the people? I mean, are they with regime? But uh, when we speak about uh, football players, we are happy with uh, their being unhappy after <laughs> scoring a goal. It is, you know, funny for me. And I think that it's not fair. Um. <laughs> I kind of agree with Nafisa actually. I mean I appreciate what they did and they kind of show their respect mm. by not celebrating but uh, at the e it has another side like shows that everything happening the final happening and they you know they, they you know it, it shows that life is still going on we just don't celebrate well, yeah, I, mean, I mean there's definitely a delta between the way the creative class the expectations on the creative class and and other forms of occupation other other I mean, you, you know filmmakers are expected not to make films right now the concerts are expected to be canceled but nobody's saying don't be uh, an architect. Don't close the engineering firm. I mean, maybe some people are saying that. I'm not sure. But I, so I hear your point about the football players. At the same time, I wonder, I mean, each step is an important step. Uh, is this not a, um, is it not significant for a football team? It, it clearly, the message was sent. I don't know what's going to happen to those players. I don't know if maybe it's not a, not a huge deal. Daria, what's your sense of this? Um, so actually, I must disagree with Shaya and Afis on this. Um, I understand that, yeah, there could be more that uh, people can do. However, um, I want to point out to um, a post that was circulating in Twitter and Instagram, and it was simply saying that wherever you are, take a step. And to me, that was their step. That's right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, like some people can do more. Some people like this is their step. And also like another thing that I'm um, thinking about is that uh, what other option they had was that let's say, yeah, right before the game, they would say that we're not going to play. And what would have happened is that they would have been just an announcement that the game is canceled, probably no media coverage for it uh, at a great cost to them. However, this way they could show that. Uh, because there was, you know, a uh, camera on them and they could show that on camera that we're not celebrating. Can I ask something? Um, so, sure. Um, you know, I, I, um, I say that, okay, but it's not enough, especially now after like 50 days. Yeah, is it true? It's like 50 days. 
um, I think we need more empathy. And at the same time, it is. Uh, it sounds like the the story of uh, the actor and actors in Iran with that black page putting a hashtag yeah. with that name, a yeah. single name, and, and they're showing their um, you know feelings and their anger yeah. against the regime. Yeah. It is the same story for me. Now, I let me tell you. Let me explain what you're okay. talking about because this, this really, um, I, I, you know, maybe I'm naive. I definitely am naive sometimes when it comes to what's going on in Iran, and 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 forgive me for that if you're listening. But one of the things that's been happening that is quite shocking uh, is, I mean, I, at least I didn't know about this, and uh, and I, I'm sensing that some people didn't. Apparently, when it comes to, to the artistic class and what and what Nafi says referring to is in recent days or in the last few weeks the 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 regime um, contacted the artistic community some of the artistic community in Iran presumably those who've been working inside Iran and maybe in some cases in coots with the regime etc uh, or you know putting up with what the, the the guidelines that exist in Iran and said you can post you can do one post, and hashtag Masamini, one post, and uh, the content of the post can be just sort of the map of Iran or something like that, or keep it black. And have you noticed that there's, I don't, I'm not going to name names here, but have you noticed that there's been some actors or people who work in the um, creative uh, arts in, 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 the, in Iran who on their social media have that one post? This was designed to protect these people who are getting criticized from audiences saying, well, um, you know, from people around the world, if not inside Iran, saying, you know, take a stand. What are you doing? To show that Bestilah, they're taking a stand, but that's the only stand that they've taken. Did you know about this, Shia? I see some of, I, I didn't know that it's it kind of a becoming, a, how can I say, like a common thing. I've seen a couple uh, people that they are like this, but I'm thinking, wow, maybe this is it. This is the reason. Well, That's yes, it's, it was sanctioned. It was sanctioned by the regime to allow to take the pressure off these people. And at the same time, that's all that they then put up. Honestly, uh, you, I no. am surprised and I want to take back my statement, <laughs> to be honest, because I'm like, what is going on? Because I was just going to even say that, oh, even, uh, you know, the captain posted the uh, picture uh, devoting the bitter cop to women of Iran. Now I'm thinking... Uh, maybe that's also one of that one post, the free post that they get. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I want to ask again, um, what are exactly artists waiting for? You know, all of people now are in the streets and are being killed or, mm. you know, arrested and they are in um, they can say whatever they want, but I mean, you're uh, not talking about artists outside of Iran because I I can't I don't know if I mm. could think of an Iranian artist outside of Iran that doesn't have the same position as everybody else in terms of the the revolution. Can you, Shia? I mean, you don't have to name the name, but I think that's pretty universal. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, I've seen couple like painter in Toronto that they are very left, 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 and pro Russia kind of, mm. so they are right. yeah, being 
Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course, there are exceptions. I should. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I spoke. But, yeah, but, it's but it's, yeah, it's universal. But this this thing about the one post, I, I was I was. It's so dark. It's just so. I mean, again, I I know this is probably sounds naive. You know, I'd be, be shocked at this, but it's so dark to sort of and manipulative. You know, it's like okay, you guys are allowed one post to kind of throw a bone to the the. The revolutionaries to as if you're part of them you know and and take the pressure off you and you you go to some of these accounts and you see that one post and you go wow this is i mean because it is a it's a little suspect anyway i mean after two months now if you've only put up one post and it's a map of iran and hashtag masa amini i mean it's not exactly a much of a statement anyway right especially if you've got a platform again i i don't I feel like people who do have platforms have more of a responsibility than, um, you know, one of my aunts who might speak to three people. You, you know, it's not going to have the same kind of effect. But um, again, for me, it's a kind of ongoing dilemma for myself and like for our page, our pu- our public page, thanks so like, if do we have to post a story like um, nonstop? Yeah, well, or that's true we too. can just yeah. make an. Or just we can make an art and sometimes post it. I, I, it's a, it's a dilemma. And yeah. No, you're right about that too. And I, and I don't. It, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it is a dilemma, because it also has been annoying when somebody's, you know, regurgitating everything over and over again, like for the echo chamber. Like here's the video that everybody's already seen or something. So, um, I, I, I know what you're saying. Can I just ask about or make a comment about? Um, We've talked about uh, Tumaj, the the, the rapper mm-hmm. who um, has been detained, and there was this thing that happened over the last couple of days where there was a a, a, a quote unquote video confession, mm-hmm. uh, uh, where he was supposedly. I mean, he sort of is confessing in the in the video that uh, you know he's done something wrong, but it's clearly a forced confession, or it, it seems painfully obvious to anybody who's looking at it. The amazing thing about what happened with this was that um, this is the power. Uh, in some ways, it's very inspiring to me what's happening with, around the world. We talked a little bit about this on Monday, how the, how people who are really trying to work at this, uh, to, to support this revolution, uh, are keeping each other in check to a certain extent. And on social media, there was this attempt immediately to say, look, this is regime propaganda to be putting this video up saying this is a confession uh, that they've forced and, and they they want to, you know, uh, shame other people and to in the process and, and to say, don't share this video. Now, I can't believe like by, I think the video came out yesterday afternoon or something by last night. Uh, I was telling somebody about it who didn't know about it. They couldn't even find the video. In other words, the effort had been so successful to not share this. Uh, and I thought that was quite profound, you know, that, that people are yeah. coming together and able to actually, you know, undermine one of the regime's tricks, you know, to kind of uh, uh, distribute that kind of propaganda. Yeah, it's fascinating. That was, I mean, it exactly for I couldn't see the video, so I I I finally ended up searching to see because I was curious to see the video, honestly. But it was fascinating for me also that uh, you cannot find it on social media. It's really amazing, and yeah, as you said, it's very heartwarming and it's inspiring. Yeah. 
Daria? Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched it because it wasn't on my feed and I was not going to search for it. Sorry, Shaya. No, I searched <laughs> yeah. because I, I was curious to see it. No, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But uh, yeah, to me, like all I saw, like I woke up and all my timeline was that uh, do not share it, do not share it. Yeah. And I was like, I just know that there is a video of uh, that confession slash torture um, and no one shared it, which was amazing, which was amazing. It was like that it's an unspoken deal between people that they knew like right away when it got released that they knew that, okay, no one's going to share it. Yeah. I was it talking was about amazing. this on Monday, like to a certain extent. I mean, there's a lot of also, you know, some, uh, there's some toxic things happening in social media as ever people attacking each other and whatever. But, the, but you know, this idea that, People are trying to be ethical about this, you know, and, and calling each other out and going, no, don't share this. And that everyone listens is 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 just quite yes. remarkable. Nafi, say go ahead. As a result of living for 43 years, with, uh, 43 years in yes. that regime, with the, you know, all of us know the um, propaganda. And I think that we find the ability um, to um, choose the right side. Yeah, it's a... It's a um, it's quite amazing. Um, thank you. Thank you to uh, Shai, as ever, uh, to Dario in Toronto and Nafisa. Thank you. We already, we've done an interview. You'll be, you're part of the documentary, but to join this round table, it's been really special to have you here in Istanbul. Thank you for doing this. Mm, and thank you because uh, it is really great to share the same feeling with um, all of you. And thank you for your invitation. Thank you. Uh, before we get to our feature interviews, I just want to say one word as well about the fact that we have um, very consciously not been doing any advertising, not taken any advertising or sponsors, uh, but people have been helping us out. And I want to single out a couple of people who actually have voluntarily helped us out here in Istanbul. It's m meant a lot to us. Um, there's a person named Shailene uh, Asadolahi. <laughs> who uh, is is just has been so fantastic she's been she's just really been helping us um, connect get around here in Istanbul and has really asked nothing for it and we really really appreciate that help and also thank you to someone who's back in Toronto actually but um, is familiar with uh, Istanbul and uh, uh, Sean Sater and Sean Sater urban windows and doors Sean stepped up voluntarily to help us out while we were here and to help the Iranian community effort here in the process um, he's been just so helpful. Thank you to Sean Sater for really um, making some of what we've been able to do this week possible. Uh, people volunteering to help us out, and it means a lot to us because uh, um, we're just trying to do this and stay alive while we do it. Um, let's get to our first guest. Uh, and our first guest is Shabnam Shahrukhi. She is an athlete and social media star. She is a, a kickboxing and combat arts champion. Um, you may know the famous story of Shabnam and her her husband, known as Picasso, um, who had become this influencer couple in Iran with um, a million plus followers on Instagram. Um, they depicted their life every day with their children, doing sports, various social activities, and got themselves in trouble for basically just basically showing their lives with the revolutionary court in Iran. Uh, they were arrested. Uh, they were going to face years in jail. They ended up exiled out of the country and have made Istanbul their new home. 
um, Shabnam in the middle of uh, training for a competition and kids and all that she has going on was gracious enough to give us an interview, which we did at her home earlier today. This is an interview with Shabnam Shahruhi here in Istanbul. Shabnam John, it's nice to see you. Thank you for doing this. Um, I know you have a competition coming up uh, that you've been training for. You have kids um, and you've been quite outspoken, especially in social media as you are, about the situation in Iran. Uh, are you ready for a competition in the middle of all this? Oh, no, really not. ولی از اونجایی که مسابقه که دارم میرم از تیم میریم و یه تیم میت دارم برای همین کنسل کردنش برام سخت بود چون که به همون میزانی که دقیقاً هم زحمت کشیدیم جفتمون تمرین کردیم وقت گذاشتیم هزینه و هزار تا چیز دیگه اونم گذاشته و اون اصلا درگیر این جریانات یه چیز شخصیه که مال خود منه دیگه برای همین یه بار یه زمزمه ایرانی مگه نیست؟ نه نه تیمیتون ترکه بعد یه بار یه زمزمه های اومدم راجع به این که مثلا من خیلی آماده نیستم و احساس میکنم که از ازای روحی اصلا آماده نیستم ولی تا حد سکته رفت که نه این همه زحمت کشیدیم و اینا و دیدم واقعا خیلی یعنی بیمسئولیتیه این که من بخوام این کار بکنم ولی واقعیتش اینه که اصلا از ازای روحی آماده نیستم that champion athletes mm. can, مثلا, they, they can channel their anger or their frustration or their, especially in a sport like yours, somehow into the sport. Mm. Is that true or is that a, a kind of fantasy that we have about? I think it's more of a fantasy that I'm talking about. It's a very interesting thing to me. It's a very interesting thing to me. Maybe some people can. اون خشمی که درونشون دارن و توی یه مسیری هدایتش بکنن ولی من نمیدونم من فکر می‌کنم حداقل این شرایط فعلی که ما الان داریم و وضعیت ایران و اینکه ماها هم دوریم خیلی استرسمون بیشتره احساس می‌کنیم دستمون کوتاهه مثلا من یه جوری هم احساس می‌کنم یک ساعت موبایلمو بذارم کنار احساس گناه می‌کنم نکنی یه خبری شده من خبر ندارم و فهم میکنم این شرایط پر استرسی که ما داریم نمیتونی این خشمر نمیتونی توی یه مسیر دیگه ای ببری ام. شاید مثلا اگه یه مسئله شخصی بود که یک یه، یه، یه مشکل شخصی بود که من خودم باش درگیر بودم میتونستم راحت تر بگم که آره میشه آدم کنترل بکنه خشمش و استرسش و ناراحتیش رو کنترل بکنه و یه جای دیگه ای خالی بکنه ولی من احساس میکنم این خشم، این استرس، این غمه، این چیزی که ما الان داریم راجع به مسئله ایران تجربه میکنیم خیلی فراتر از یک مشکل شخصیه که همامون توی زندگی داشتیم یعنی احساس میکنم که حالا کامپیتیشن هم داری مثل اینکه خیلی Are you sleeping much these days? نه خیلی که نه من که کلن خیلی زیاد نمیخوابم ولی من فکر میکنم که با اکثر دوستان هم که حرف میزنم همشون این مشکل دارن که وقتی میخوابی در طول شب که خوابیدی دو سه بار در طول شب ما بلند میشیم فقط با زوایی که چک کنیم ببینیم چه خبر شده خیلی خطرناک برای همینطوری داریم نگاه میکنیم و ناراحت میشیم خیلی هست برای یعنی 
من چند وقت پیش داشتم مثلا به پیکاسو میگفتم گفتم من خیلی ناراحت اینم که خودم ها میتونم راضی بکنم که ببین این شهره چهره تستسناییه و حالا به قول شما برای سلامتی ممکنه خوب نباشه ام. یا هزار تا تخریب دیگه ای داشتش من در بچه ها از آبوجدان دارم من اون میزانی که قبلا به بچه ها میرسیدم نمیتونم برسم اونقدری که بهشون توجه میکردم نمیتونم دیگه توجه کنم بچه ها میفهمم چه ازن انقلاب و دی تاک تو دم نه من که نمیتونم برشون بشینم توضیح بدم چون خیلی مفهوم زیاد و بزرگی برای بچه خیلی سنگینه توضیح بدی ولی خب چرا بارها از دهان ما این شعار زن زندگی آزادی رو شنیدن ایران آزاد بشه کی میریم ایران یا مثلا برای میتونن آهنگ برای رو میشناسن قشنگ نه نه این آهنگ یا مثلا چند وقت پیش نیوان یه صحبتی راجع به پرچم میکرد چند وقت پیش اومد یه دونه داش نقاشی میکشید یه دونه پرچم روی کوه کشید پرچم ترکیه رو کشید بعد من داشتم نگاه میکردم به پیگاسو گفتم چقدر عجیب این بچه میخواد پرچم کشور بکشه پرچم ترکیه رو میکشه پرچم خودمون رو نمیشناسه ولی توی ذهنش مونده بود من راجب پرچم صحبت کردم اون روزی که توی یه تظاهراتی بود آقای اسمایلیون توی آلمان آلمان برلین چیز بود اون روزی که بود پیکاسو لایف گذاشته بود ایران اینترنشنال داشت میدید خب تمام صحنه ها جمعیتو نشون میداد با پرچم ایران نیوان تو ذهنش مونده بود پرچم ایران فرداش رفت برای من پرچم کشید گفت میخوای پرچمو برات بکشم نه نه ایران آزاد بشه پرچمش چه شکلی میشه گفتم آره بعد رفت پرچم ایرانو کشید ولی بدون هیچی وسطش وسطش خالی گذاش و من انقدر کیف کردم که وسط پرچم خالی بود کیف کردی یا گریه کردی سو بیوتیفول خیلی کیف کردم کیف کردم احساساتی شدم ولی کیف کردم که این قسمت وسط پرچم خالی بود و یعنی فهمید آره فهمید تو ذهنش مونده بود و گفتش این پرچمیه که ایران آزاد بشه نه نه میخواد پرچم باشه ولی خب قطعا مفهوم سنگینیه براشون انقلاب آزادی یعنی چی ولی درگیرن بخوای نه خواهی میشنون چند وقت پیش راجع به این خانم شیرین علیزاده که توی ماشین فوت کرد با بچهش تی خورد توی سرش من فهم میگوام تازه ما ها خیلی مراعات کردیم راجبش حرف نزدیم من خیلی از فیلم ها رو خودم نمیبینم چون من آزد آدمیم که خیلی همزاد پنداری میکنم مریض میشم نمیبینم ولی باز و تمام این مراعات هایی که ما کردیم همون روز شبش دلوان پیش من نشسته بود یک ساعتی خیلی توفک بود هرچی باش حرف میزدم خیلی ساکت بود بعد یه ساعت یه باش من گفتش که نه نه تو نمیمیری نه تو هیچ وقت نمیمیری و من یه موندم گفتم که چی بگم موندم گفتم نه 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 نمیمیرم ولی این مفهومه ای که یه مادر جلوی بچهش مرده و ما راجبش هر چقدر سعی کرده بودیم آروم و رمزی و اینا حرف بزنیم ولی تو ذهن بچه بود و یک ساعتی داشت بهش فهم و بعد یه پرسید از من که تو هیچ وقت نمیمیری نه اینا یه چیزاییه که توی شرایط دیگه مثلا ماها توی زندگی شخصمون همیشه مشکل داشتیم شو. و همیشه سعی کردیم کنترلش بکنیم مدیریتش بکنیم به بچه ها انتقال پیدا نکنه بچه ها چیزی نفهمن ولی الان یه چیزی که از کنترل خارجه نمیتونی یه کاری بکنی که بچه ها نفهمن نمیتونی یه کاری بکنی که بگی وظیفه مادری منه باید سعی کنم هر جوری هست هندلش بکنم مدیریت بکنم و بچه هام آسیبی نبینن از بچه هام چیزی کم نذارم من این چند وقته واقعا برای بچه هام کم گذاشتم واقعا یه چیز عجیبی گفتی یعنی عجیب نیست واسه من عجیبی که بگی دور از ایران هستیم 
چون که ما که از کانادا میایم این دور نیست you're actually not that far it, do, you, do you think that it makes it harder on some level i mean it's hard for all of us around the world thinking what can we do but do you think it's harder on some level for you knowing that this is happening a one hour flight away from this is about as close as you can get to iran you know mm-hmm. uh, on some level do you wish you were there خیلی من خیلی دوست داشتم الان ایران بودم من واقعا اگه میدونستم که الان اگر برم وارد فرودگاه میشم منو نمیگیرن مثلا توی زندان قطعا میرفتم یعنی من اگه یه آدم معمولی بودم که الان فقط هم دو تصمیم گرفته بودم به عنوان مهاجرت ترکیه زندگی بکنم و الان آزاد بودم برای برگشتم به ایران میرفتم توی چون این دور بودن من خیلی اذیت میکنه خیلی بیشتر چرا اذیت میکنه نمیدونم احساس میکنم خیلی دستم کوتاهه و احساس میکنم هر هر نظری که دارم واقعا یه بخشیش میتونه واقعیت نباشه چون من نیستم اونجا من من خیلی چیزایی رو که الان دارم میگم واقعا یه بخشیش میتونه فقط تصورات و توهمات خودم باشه شاید اگه خود من اونجا باشم اینو تا من تجربه کردم بیرون بودن توی خیابون بودن سال 88 من هر روز بیرون بودم ولی فرق میکنه من الان خودم فهم میکنم اگر اونجا بودم من واقعیت رو یه جوری دیگه لمس میکردم نظری که میتونستم راجع به این جریان بدم و شاید خیلی بیشتر به واقعیت نزدیک بود میتونستم میدونین احساس میکنم که یه بخشی از این که ما داریم اینجا تجربه میکنیم به خاطر این که نمی... خیلی اصلا از خبرها خیلی از خبرها ما واقعا اونجا نیستیم بله. و فقط از طریق اینستاگرام و شبکه‌های اینجوری دقیقاً توییتر و اینا ما این اخبار رو می‌گیریم که خب خیلی فرق داره با اینکه چیزی که تو اونجا باشی حس yeah. بکنی با آدما حرف بزنی even when it's something bad even when it's something horrific i was saying this earlier today it's almost like when you find out somebody's unfortunately mm-hmm. doing really badly and they're in the hospital mm-hmm. When you actually go there and you're next to them, you feel somehow calmer. You're seeing what's happening. Do you, I mean, we've been talking about for two months now since Masai Amini was killed about this this two feelings that are butting up against each other. The one, one is this horror and disgust and anger and fury at, at watching this regime crack down again and kill children and all of what we've learned that, that has been done. And on the other hand, the inspiration and the energy and the hope we get from seeing this new generation who are fearless and don't give a fuck and are right on the front lines and Tell me about those feelings for you. You're someone who on a daily, regular basis is speaking to a large audience, a lot of whom are in Iran. You hear from them. Have you been feeling upset hey, or inspired over hey, the last two months? Yeah, I've been feeling that 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 I've been feeling که اکثر کتاباش هم داستانه کوتاه می نیسی و اکثر نوشته هاش خودش به صورت پادکست 
میخونه یه لحظه خیلی شیرینی داره و من خیلی دوستش دارم یعنی یه فن صد درصدش هم یکی از داستانهایی که احسان عبدیبور نوشته بود اسمش فتباه های عاطفی بود که نوشته های خودش رو با یک تلفیقی کرده بود با یه از اشعار یک شاعر سوری به نام قیاس المدهون و این که پادکستی شده بود فتباه عاطفی این یکی از مورد علاقه ترین پادکست های من بود و من نمیدونم تا الان چند بار تو زندگیم گوشش کردم اینقدر زیاد گوشش کردم هر بارم یه چیزی توش پیدا میکنم ولی یه جمله ای داره ترجمه شعر قیاس المتونه که یه سوری پناهنده است که داره در سوئد زندگی میکنه و این میگه که شهری که من در آن زندگی میکنم اصلا شکل شهری نیست که در من زندگی میکنم و من اینو دقیقا توی این دوران درکش کردم که ماها درونمون یک جنگی، یک التهاب، یک اضطراب، یک خشب، استرسی هست که این فقط درون ماست بخاطر اینکه ما ایرانی و ما این حس الان نسبت به ایران داریم و اتفاقایی که داره تو ایران میفته و وقتی یه امیر بیرون تو دنیای واقعی میبینی همه چی سر جاشه همه چی آرومه یه زندگی نرمال در جریانه و هیچ کس هم اصلا نمیتونه بفهمه که اصلا تو حالت چیه من امروز داشتم ورزش میکردم توی باشگاه یکی بچه‌ها اومد میدر بذاره یهو خورد به یه آهنی تق صدا داد و من یه جوری از جا پریدم که بعد گفتش که چه اینجوری میکنی؟ من کار خاصی نگردم این فقط کچ بود افتاد بعد دو تا دیگه بچه های باشگاه ایرانی بودن بعد اونا برگش هم گفتن که شما این پیچارهش گناهی نداره ما خیلی درونمون ملتهبه و اینقدر آمادگی داریم برای این چیزا برای همین یکیش اینه برای ماهایی که اینجا زندگی مونیم که ما واقعا درونمون اون جنگی که تو ایران هست ولی دنیای واقعی که ما الان توش هستیم هیچ خبری نیست و این بحث این اینسپیریشنی که داریم میگی من فکر میکنم این خیلی متغیره من فکر میکنم که با توجه به کانتنتی که ما از توی این گوشه لامصف میگیریم اینستاگرام و توییتر ما اینا رو هی در طول روز همه رو با هم دیگه بالا پایین ده بار تجربه میکنیم صد بار تجربه میکنیم یه ویدیو میبینیم از اینکه یه جوونی داره کتک میخوره یهو خشمگین میشیم، غمگین میشیم، نمیدونی چی کار کنی، کجا بری، چجوری فریاد بزنی، چی کار کنی که این خالی بشه بعد یهو یه ویدیوی دیگه میبینیم مثلا یه سری زن یه جوری شجاع، یه جوری با دل جرد این شیر رفتن وایستدن احساس غرور میکنی، احساس میکنی اون لحظه واقعا پیروز شد این انقلاب دیگه اصلا تموشه انقدر احساس شعف و شادی و غرور به دست میده یه ویدیو میخورن. خب میبینی درونت داری خوشحال میشی و از اون با تمام اون باورهای انسانی و اخلاقیت مقایره که تو داری یه انسان رو داری میبینی اینجوری داره کتک میخوره له میشه چطوری باید انقدر خوشحال بشی چه چیزایی در تو تغییر کرده که تو داری اینه تجربه میکنی خیلی احساسات چیزیه دیگه مختلفی ها فکر میکنم که همه ماها چه حالا ماهایی که ایران هستیم چه کسایی که خود اینجا هستیم چه کسایی که خودشون توی ایرانن من فکر می‌کنم بسته به بالا پایین شدن اتفاقا و جوری که پیش میره اعتراضات عقب میشینه میدونین پیروزی های کوتاه و نسبی که به دست میاد همه ماها این احساسات رو تجربه میکنیم از somebody was describing it as a catharsis though like it, it's, it's, a, it's a process of healing like all of us around the world mm. 
assuming it's going to a good place, that this explosive feeling, the bad and the good, is all a collective healing from 43 years of, of, of hurt. Uh, and that's why it feels so, so profound. Um, you, you talked about the, the weird paradox, the weird difference of seeing what's happening, knowing what's happening, and then going to the gym here or the grocery store and everything mm -hmm. seems normal. It leads me to ask you about Istanbul. Um, it's a very strange thing to be in a city that's this close to Iran mm. with this many Iranians here and to not feel, at least visibly, yeah. the active support for um, the young women and men in Iran who mm. are fighting for revolution. Tell me how you process that. How does that, how does that make sense to you? In Turkey, کسایی که توی چه توی سوشال میدیا اکتیف بودن به عنوان اینفلوئنسر بلاگر و چه کسی که مثلا خواننده ها و هنرپیشه هاشون خیلی این چند وقت ما دیدیم حمایت کردن من فکر کنم شاید حتی خیلی بیشتر از ملت های دیگه ما سلبریتی های ترک رو دیدیم که حمایت کردن yes. از این yes. اتفاق ولی از نظر در حقیقت سپورتی که مثلا کانادا آلمان توی مجوز دادن و اینجور کار دارن میکنن دولت ترکیه اصلا نکرد اصلا همکاری نکرد و من خودم مثلا توی این چند وقت تظاهراتی که اینجا شده سه بارش رفتم که اون سه بارش هم اون وقتایی بوده که با مجوز بوده از طرف یه از سازمان های خود ترک مثلا که فمینیست بوده ولی یکی دو بارش رو که بدون مجوز بوده و خود ایرانی رفت بودن من شنیدم که خیلی برخورد بدی کردن کتک خوردن بچه ها و خیلی متفرقشون کردن یکی دو نفر نمیدونم حتی این خبر رو خیلی نمیدونم موسق درست یا نه شنیدم که مثلا حتی دیپورتشون هم کردن این پاسپورتشون رو گرفتن کیمریکاشون رو گرفتن و اخلاشون کردن خیلی این غمگین و بده ولی خب به نظر من چیز قابل پیش بینی هم بود برای اینکه شناختی که ما از دولت ترکیه و روابطش با دولت ایران داریم میدونیم که قرار هم نبوده که سپورت بکنن دیگه بعضی ها میگن که فرهنگ ترکیه خیلی دیگه فرق نداره با یعنی you've left this place you've left Iran you've in your case sort of forced to leave Iran and you've come to a place that's supposed to, supposedly freer, Azad. Mm -hmm. But well, some of the same rules are... I don't know what I'm saying. But something that I was surprised by when they said it, they یکی از دوستای ترکی من یه ویدیو فرستاد از زنای ایرانی که بدون روسری دارن راه میرن خب میدونن قبلا اصلا از من پرسیده بودن که آ قوانین حجاب چه جوریه بعد تو ذهنشون اینجوری بود که خب اوکی آسین کوتا اوکیه من گفتم نه آسین کوتا اوکی نیست و گفتن یعنی دستم نباید معلوم باشه گفتم خب مو که اشکال نداره نه مو هم نباید معلوم باشه یعنی برای خودشون بعد براشون توصیف می‌کردی دونه دونه ام. که حجاب ام. چه معنی داره مود آقا باید بسته باشه مانتو باید بپوشی مانتو باید جلوش بسته باشه شلوار نباید کوتاه باشه آسین نباید کوتاه باشه خب با به این شناختی که پیدا کردم من براشون توضیح داده بودم ویدیو دید که خب دخترها همه مثلا مانتوهای باز کوتاه بلوز شلوار بدون روسری دارن من گفت شبم این واقعیه گفتم که آره واقعیه پا گفتش که 
چه عجیب حتی من موی تنم سیخ میشه وقتی اینو میبینم شما چه حالی دارین گفتم من واقعا افتخار میکنم وقتی خواهرامو میبینم توی ایران دارن اینجوری راه میرن پاکو پاره واقعا در میکینگ هیستری میدونی و این چیزیه که خیلی من از خانومای ترک وقتی باهاشون حرف میزنم میشنوم که زنای ایرانی دارن یه تغییری به وجود میارن که این تغییر خیلی تغییره شاخص و پررنگیه feels like it's going to affect more than just Iran too yeah for the whole world. I, uh, let me ask you a little bit more about the situation in Turkey and and I, I mean you and you and Picasso are always so um, courageous in terms of being outspoken. Maybe you don't see it as courageous because it's what you do, but I have to say and I'm not never got never you know never get bit as that people were warning us be careful when you go to Turkey and then We've had some guests who've, even our friends of ours, kind of saying, uh, I don't know if I feel, you know, this, this, it's really suppressed here and it's difficult. And, it, um, and I was thinking about you guys and you're both so outspoken, but I was particularly thinking about you because you've been very active, you know, in your, in your, on your page and your social media. And I remember a story that Picasso told about when you guys famously were in Iran and had to, Uh, were arrested and you know you escaped and all of that there's a a fight that you have with Picasso as he told the story any at one point where he said you said don't go so far don't push it this far because we're going to really get in trouble you're now on the front lines as mm-hmm. well doing this tell me about that decision because it must be something you thought about آره این یه چیزیه که من خودم الان میتونم بهش بگم که از چند سال پیش تا الان به این نقطه رسیدم و من خودم مثلا شاید اگه شما سه سال پیش با من حرف میزدین من اعتقاد نداشتم که اصلا میشه در ایران انقلاب بشه و اعتقاد داشتم به این که دیگه جمهوری اسلامی هست و ما فقط میتونیم در سایه اصلاحات یک کار بکنیم حالا نه سه سال پیش مثلا پنج سال پیش برای این که من شدیده از سال 88 به بعد ناامید بودم از هر گونه تغییری در ایران و میگفتم که هر اتفاقی که بیفته غیر از اینکه یک سری جوان بمیرن، یک سری جوان تبعید بشن، یک سری جوان از دانشگاه، از آینده، از رویاهاشون، از زندگیشون، از مسیرشون خارج بشن، اتفاق دیگه ای نمیفته. فقط یک سری آدمی وسط تلف میشن و تغییری به وجود نمیاد، اینا رفتنی نیستن. برای اینکه من خودم به شخصه به این درجه از آگاهی نرسیده بودم که میشه یه اتفاق این شکلی بیافه من فکر میکردم که اینا بیخریش ما هستن هستن نمیرن فقط ما باید بتونیم در سایه اصلاحات چیزایی رو تغییر بدیم و میگفتم هزینه اضافی نباید بدیم من خودم هزینه دادم سال 88 ما هزینه دادم خواهرم اوین رفت بردم از دانشگاه اخراج شد کوتای خود من دو سال ممنوع خروج بودم یا کلی اون روزا رفتیم بیرون کوتک خوردیم بعدش چه اتفاقی افتاد؟ هیچ اتفاقی نیفتاد. هیچ کس هم یه هیچی نشد. همه مم. چی دوباره برگشت به روال عادیش. و توی این جریانات حتی زمانی که ما مجبور شدیم بیایم اینجا من یکی از مشاهدتم با پیکاسا همیشه این بود که خیلی از حرف زدنهای تو باعث شد که خیلی توجه ها به ما جلب بشه و به ما اینجوری گیر بدن. 
یعنی یه اختلافی ما رو پیکاسو با هم دیگه داشتیم که خیلی چیزا تقصیر تو بود اعتقاد من این بود ولی که الان من این اتفاقی که افتاده رو انقدر بزرگ میبینم و احساس میکنم که امکان نداره که این اتفاق مثل اتفاق 88 باشه و خاموش بشه بخوابه و همه چی دوباره برگرده به قبل نیست اون شکلی و زمان زمانیه که با همه هزینه بدن اینقدر اتحاد زیاده که دیگه من نمیبینم که اگه من یه هزینه ای بدم و زندگی مسیرش تغییر بکنه بچه ها مسیر زندگیشون تغییر بکنن به خاطر هیچ و پوچ بوده و این اتفاق افتاده من الان میدونم که اگر هزینه ای باید بدم به خاطر هیچ و پوچ نیست یه نتیجه ای دارم درش میرم اصلا نمیشه نمیشه که این اتفاق دوباره خاموش بشه و همه چی برگرده مثل قبل yeah. امکان نداره و این اون زمانی که من دارم میبینمش که این انقدر بزرگ هست yeah. که تک تک ماها میتونیم و باید یه هزینه ای بدیم چه از نظر مالی چه از نظر اعتباری چه از نظر جانی چه از از هر نظری هر کسی که در حد توانشه یه قدم بیاد جلوتر و ترسشو بریزه به نظر من اون اینجا اون زمانیه که با هر کدومون پا بزنیم جلوتر ترسمون رو بزنیم پشتمون یه قدم بیاریم جلوتر و پاش وایسیم اگر هر اتفاقی برامون بیفته و الان من دیگه حاضرم این کار بکنم چون من میدونم یه نتیجه ای داره ولی من سالهای قبل فکر نمیکردم نتیجه ای داره و نمیخواستم به هیچ کس هم نمیگفتم به خانواده هم میگفتم نریم بیرون ولی الان زنگ میزنم بهشون میگم بریم بیرون برای چی تو خونه نشستین خونه شما که از بقیه رنگین تر نیست هممون باید بریم بیرون همتون برین نشینین تو خونه یا مثلا به مامانم میگم تو نمیتونی بری بیرون ولی این کاری که میتونی بکنی این کاری که میتونی بکنی این کاری که میتونی بکنی یه کاری بکنی everybody should be part of do you um, i mean do you look over your shoulder do you check if somebody's i mean do you do, do you get weird messages i mean how how خیلی. paranoid can you and خیلی. picasso legitimately be you know you're 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 really well known you put yourselves out there um uh i'm i'm telling you there's people who didn't even want to talk to us we're this little show out of canada you know so and you're sitting in istanbul again not to scare you but you all, you know all these things so i'm to begi man taza to zehnam bendazi va chiz bogam ye chiz ye ke ma midunastim azam ma az roz avvali ke omadim inja ma goftam asan un moghe ke taza خیلی وضعیت با الان فرق داشت همه به ما میگفتن اینجا نمونین اینجا خطرناکه اینجا حیات خلوت جمهوری اسلامیه ولی که الان که من چرا اینو دارم این ترسو دارم چرا قطعا وقتی بیرون میرم خیلی بیشتر حواسم جمع به اطرافم زیاد نگاه میکنم با آدما کسی هست نیست اینا و این یه چیزیه که باهاش درگیریم الان ولی چیزی نیست که بتونه منو متوقف کنه یعنی ترسی نیست که بتونه بازدارنده باشه برای من و من خفه بشم ساکت بشم این فکر میکنم اگه این ترسم دارم این هزینه یه که الان باید بدم It's amazing when you were talking about um, when you were talking about the feeling of this it, it, this being impossible that it's going to be rolled back that that there's no way to stop this I've, I have the, I feel like I have that feeling at least once a day and it's usually when I'm today I was watching I don't know if you saw this it was a video of a some Basij guy talking to some university student like girls women mm-hmm. um, and uh lecturing them about the hijab or something and they just all start screaming over him and say mm. basically tell them to go to hell and um 
and you, you, just, you just watch it and go, wow, like, how, how, how is that ever going to be put back in the bottle? You know, you can't, how are you ever going to shut that down? Uh, <laughs> بره بانک تو سه ما بر ما تعریف کردم من با بلوز شلوار رفتم بانک این کاری کردم رفتم چینی خرید کردم اینجوری کردم اونجوری کردم اومدم اصلا 5 روز پیش اگه به ما اینو میگفتن من مطمئنم من باورم نمیشد گفتم نه امکان نداره دروغه یا مثلا یه نفر تو کوچه خودش مثلا تو فرشته تو نیاوران یه نفر رفته آره ولی این اتفاقی داره میفته مگه میشه دیگه این برگرده به عقب امکان نداره how do you deal with the disputes in I mean, I don't, I don't know even how you do it when you have a million followers on social media. I don't know how you manage the, the, the kind of nonsense that that can lead to. It's, there's a lot of love there, but mm-hmm. at a time like this, there's a lot of infighting, some mm-hmm. people saying, don't follow this person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. don't listen to this person and you shouldn't have retweeted this. And, mm-hmm. um, how do you manage you all manage? of that? خب ما یه ذره روش منیج کردن ما یه ذره متفاوته به خاطر اینکه من اول از همه من خب یه مادرم و من وظیفه اصلیم بچه ها من به خاطر همین من خیلی وقت کمتر برای چیز میذارم بهتر سوشال میدیا میذارم کامنت ها رو اصلا نگاه نمی کنم من چی نمیخونم نمیبینم دایرکتور نمیخونم نه من میدونم اگر اینتنشنالی نگاه آره نمی چون من میدونم اگر بخونم وارد یک جنگی میشم که این جنگه میتونه منو به عنوان کاراکتر مادر انقدر عصبی و کلافه و خشمگین بکنه که اصلا بدترین مادر دنیا باشم برای بچه‌هام و این چیزی که من از وظیفه اصلیم خارج میکنه برای همین من مطمئنم خیلی بلاگرای دیگه که شاید به اندازه من دغدغه من نشته باشن وقت بیشتری برای این بذارن قطعا توی زمبت دیروز یکی از دوستان اتفاقا اونم توی کانادا بلاگر گفت من نمیدونم تو چی کار میکنی چه جوری این قضیه من خیلی به تو فکر میکنم با دو تا بچه چی کار میکنی چون من یه آدمم با یه نفر آدم زندگی میکنم روزی ده بار باهاش داره دوام میشه از توی تخت نمیتونم اصلا بیام بیرون تمام مدت تو تختم موبایلم دستمه با این آدمی هم که دارم زندگی میکنم روزی ده بار پارش میکنم <تصفح> واقعا این جمله رو گفت گفت من نمیدونم تو با دو تا بچه مدرسه میبریشون درس باید باشون بخونی غذا باید برشون درست کنی بخوابونیشون چجوری داری هندل میکنی اینا به خاطر اینکه اون میذاری که اینا وقت میذارم برای شنیدن حرف های متفرقه من نمیذارم اینا میدونی چی میگم به خاطر همین از اون طرفم یه بدی هم داره محدوده فعالیت من هم کمتر میکنه یعنی اون میزانی که من فکر باید بذارم برای این کار right. توی یه کمپینی همراه بشم یه قدم مثبت تر شد قدم مثبت هم هم کمتر بشه ولی من راضیم به این که همین حد باشم ولی حداقل از اون قسمت اصلی زندگی بچه ها در حقیقت توانم تو اون قسمت کمتر نشه mm. برای همین من نمیخونم هیچی رو هیچی رو نمیخونم و نمیرم ولی مطمئنم اگه بخونم روزی ده بار تهدید دارم روزی هزار تا پشت دارم روزی ده تا پیج منو منشن کردن که این کیه اینو آنفالو کنین اون فلانه این خائنه این اینجوری این دعواهایی که داره میافته توی اینستاگرام داره اتفاق میافته و منشهش هم, هم مشخصه سایبریان 
ولی من اینا رو بدون بتا... یعنی من یه آدمی هم که فقط انگار مثلا دو تا چیز گذاشتم این بغل هیچ نمیبینم از اطراف داره چه اتفاقی میفته فقط جلو دارم میبینم و دارم میرم جلو ولی با سرعت توندی هم نمیتونم برم جلو سرعتم سرعت کمیه به خاطر این قضیه ولی من فکر میکنم اگر این آدم هایی که میخونن اونقدر وقت میذارن یه پروسه هم جنگ روانی اون قسمت براشون هندل کردن این I think it's a great uh, to be honest I think it's a um, I mean you have an excellent reason with the kids and being a mother and all that you've explained but it's probably a smart survival technique in general at this moment as you're reading I mean you see the information coming from Iran it's not like you're closing your mm-hmm. your eyes to everything that's going on you're just not going into the weeds mm-hmm. with the and you're also not I mean um, um, you know having read your comments it's not you're not like a one of the people that everybody's going after or something like that mm-hmm. so it's not maybe it's like maybe you'd be more aware of it if mm-hmm. the whole world was on, uh, after mm-hmm. you you know but it's a great survival technique do you and do you and Picasso because he's so prominent as well and he's doing his nightly um, Sohanrani mm-hmm. <laughs> do, do you do you guys how do you maintain uh, the how should I say it I mean the 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 uh, uh, how do you how do you maintain each other's independence uh, uh, but also kind uh, of say honey really you had to go and say that uh, or yeah uh, uh. Uh. و من باید کاور بکنم حرف زدن زیاد پیکاسو رو من باید با کم حرفیم کاور بکنم برای اینکه اگه بخوایم جفتمون انقدر تند بریم اتفاق خوبی نمیافته برای همین من خیلی جاها مجبورم که من کوتاه بیام من حرف نزنم من ساکت باشم من عقب بکشم برای اینکه پیکاسو داره خیلی تند میره و پیکاسو دیگه توی یه مسیری افتاده نمیتونه عقبم بیاد دیگه لایو های شبانه ای که میذاره و مخاطبای چیزم داره پای ثابت هم داره که همیشه هستم و موضوع هایی هم که انتخاب میکنه راجعشون حرف بزنه یه چیزی که دیگه جا افتاده و خیلی خیلی دیگه مسیرش رو پیدا کرده و نمیشه پیکاسو رو بهش بگی که ساکت باشه یا چیزی یا وقتی کمتری مثلا من میدونم دیگه الان نمیتونم از پیکاسو بخوام که وقتی کمتری بذاره کمتر ببینه کمتر جواب بده کمتر درگیر در بشه برای همین مجبورم که اگر اون یه ذره زیادی داره چیز میکنه من از من بکشم عقب کاور بکنم اینو این چیزی از فرستریتینگ آره خب قطعا هستی ولی یه واقعیت دیگه قبولش کردم چرا تا یه زمانی آره ولی الان دیگه باش کنار اومده Let me ask you about uh, before I Mercy in in the middle of all the things you're doing uh, uh, let me ask you a little bit just about Istanbul before I, I let you go um, what what's it like do you do you like living here um, you didn't you didn't come here by choice I mean, you sort of came by choice, but it really uh, wasn't. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't the big goal of in life to no, come to Istanbul. I, I, so, no, yeah. Maybe if you asked me six months ago, I would have said, "I'm 
با آدم های بیشتری با اداره های بیشتری مجموعی میشی در کار قرار بگیری بری بیای از قوانینشون بیشتر مطلع میشی بیشتر میفهمی که یک بینظمی شبیه از جنس بینظمی ایران که ما همیشه راجبش نقد داشتیم اینجا هم هست و آره قطعا مثلا خب استانبول شهر زیباییه آب و هواش خیلی خوبه مردمش هم تجربه که من تا الان با ترکایی که داشتم اینجا زندگی کردم آدمای خوب بودن ولی سیستم حکومتی سیستم آموزشی اینا چیزاییه که در طول زمان وقتی که تو یه زندگی میکنی جوش روز اولی که میای نمیفهمی اینا که باید کارت یه جایی گی بکنه بری درگیر بشی ببینی پروسش چجوریه این بی‌نظمی که توی کارهای اداریشون دارن خیلی شبیه ایرانه سیستم حکومتشون دولتشون خیلی شبیه ایران اصلا این چند وقته ما خیلی به همون فشار اومد چرا هر اتفاق داره میفته اینقدر ایرانیایی توی کانادا اروپا امریکا تونستن مثلا مجوز بگیرن برن حضورشون نشوندن چرا ماها اینجا نمیتونیم اصلا اینقدر نزدیک قولتون نزدیک به ایرانی ولی هیچ اجازه ای نداریم که صدامون در بیاد اینا همه برمیگرده به نزدیکی در حقیقت ارتباطی که این حکومت ها با هم دیگه دارن دیگه و هر چقدر به هم نزدیک تر بشن شبیه هم میشن بیشتر دیگه آره یه بینظمی یه شلختگی و یه چیزای این شکلی دارن که قطعا نمیتونه یه جای ایدئالی باشه برای تو بخواید اونجا What's the Iranian community like here? How would, you, how would you describe the Iranians here? من خیلی ارتباط ندارم با ایرانی ها اینجا خیلی دوست من کلا آدمی هم که کم محدود خیلی روابطم روابط محدودیه توی ایران هم اینجوری بودم آدم خیلی پر ارتباطی نیستم کلا من یه سری تعداد دوست محدود دارم که با همون فقط در ارتباطم خیلی زیاد بیرون نمیرم کامنت سیکشن هم نگاه نمی کنی آره. کسی هم نمیبینی آره. واقعا من فکرم آخه اینجوری سیفتر آدم نمیدونم احساس میکنم اینجوری من سیفترم من احساس میکنم هرچند تداد آدم های کم تریه آخه خیلی جالبه که مثلا یه میلیون فالوور آره، داری ولی مثلا خیلی زندگی آره، کچولوی داری It's really interesting. آره خیلی یکی از چیز پارادکس هایی در مورد من <laughs> دقیقا yeah. you... دقیقا من خیلی دوست های نرزیکم و من میگم ما اصلا نمیدونیم تو چجوری یه میلیون فالوور داری چون من اصلا واقعا کاری برای پیجم نمیکنم. من خیمه ای که بدترین بلاگر های دنیا هم من انقدر بد کانتنت تولید میگم خب نه که من هیچ کاری نمیکنم برای پیجم خب ولی این این فالوئر ها من واقعا نمیدونم چه شکلی اومده همه دوستای من میگم ما نمیدونیم چه جوری اینا تو رو فالو میکنن تو اصلا کاری نمیکنی زحمت نمیکشی But you posted for example um, you posted something there was a video of you your daughter uh, stroking your hair Oh. And you singing Baraya. Oh, no, no, no. And I don't know how if you planned that. No, he because but it was so poignant, like the symbolism, like it was almost like a director had come up with this idea mm-hmm. and spent months, you know. But I could tell it was tabi. I could tell it was <laughs> it was just real. <laughs> و دلمان هم دختر دختر بچه ها همه میدونن عاشق این هم موهای مامانشون شونه کنن آرهششون کنن و اون شونه آورده بود من هم داشتم میگوش میکرم و داشتم گریه میکرم و همون لحظه موبایل هم اونجا گذاشتم و اونو گرفتم 
آره خب خیلی از چیزای تو پیج من هم شکلی دی همه چی دلی و ایناست ولی با توجه به اینکه الان دنیای بلاگری داره چه جوری پیش میره و خیلی همه چی کارگردانی شده و برنامه‌ریزی شده و ایناست من نسبت به اون بلاگرها بلاگر خیلی بدی ام یس یس یو نات من من انقدر بعض وقتا حرف دارم برای گفتم ولی وقت ندارم م. یعنی من دو تا بچه تمام مدت زوسرم ریختم و دارم تمام مدت ازم درخواست دارم من باید براشون یه کاری بکنم باید بهشون برسم تا برسم قضاشون رو کنم قضاشون رو بدم این بازی بکنم اون مشقو بریم سمی فلان اینا وقت خوابشون شه وقتی میخوابم منم دیگه کلا هیچ باتری ندارم چون از شیشه صبح بیدارم ولی انقدر بعض وقت دوستم مثلا یک ساعت دو ساعت یه خلوتی بکنم و اون چیزی که توی ذهن آماده رو بتونم بنویسم فقط بتونم آجابش حرف بزنم و بنویسم ولی فرصت اینو خیلی وقتا نمی کنم و اصلا اون موضوعی که اومده توی ذهنم میپره فراموش میشه چون فرصت نکردم در یک فضای خلوتی بپردازم بهش بر همین میگم من بلاگر بدیم یه فاینل قویشن چیه؟ I think I can guess the answer based on what you've been saying but um... I'm, I'm guessing that if, if there is a free Iran, if this regime is gone, you would want to go back there. What's the first thing you would do if you were allowed to go to Iran and not get taken away at the airport? I don't know. 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 خیلی زیاد قبل از اینکه این اتفاقا بیفته یکی از این دیجیایی که مثلا یه پادکستی درست میکنن چند تا موزیک رو با هم میچسه اولش اینجوری شروع میشد که صدای توی چیزه هاپیما و لحظه ای که داره فرود میاد توی چیز فرودگاه امام خوینی لیدیز اند جنتلمن و من اینو وای باورتون نمیشه خیلی احمقانه اینو بگم من اینو توی ماشین که خودم تنها هم توی ماشین هر روز صبح که میرفتم اینو میذاشتم و تو مسیر گریه میکردم و میگفتم خودم میشه من یه روز دیگه دوباره این صدا رو بشنوم که من دارم میرم توی هواپیما و توی فرودگاه امام خمینی که حالا دیگه نمیخوام اسمش امام خمینی باشه تو اون فرودگاه من دارم میشینم و این صدا رو ما الان دارم میشنم من هر روز اینو میشستم تو ماشین میذاشتم و گوش میکردم و گفتم یعنی میشه من دوباره این صدا رو پشنم و بعد وقتی این اتباق افتاد با خودم هایی فیلم کنم خب اوکی نزدیک تره شبم تکیه فیلم مرسی مرسی از تو to a special edition of Rook coming from Istanbul. Uh, we are here live in Istanbul. This is episode 212, The Uprising, live from Istanbul. I want to go to the next guest who we spoke to earlier today. This is Bayrek 
Mortezaglu. Uh, he's a producer. He's an editor. Um, he was born in Tabriz and raised in Istanbul. He is the son of the famous late Iranian musician Javid Mortezaglu. Uh, we joined him in a cultural space that he helps run in uh, in the European side of Istanbul earlier today. This is an interview with Bayrek Mortezeklu. Bayrek, John, merci ke ba man harf mezani. Mamnam nam shoma inja hastin harf mara ro gush midin. Khale mamnam. Shoma mesi ke khali baxte Turki hasti va yani midan bache Tabriz budi, vali inja. بیشتر زندگیت اینجا بوده بله 20 ساله که اینجا دارم زندگی کنم 30 سال دارم منم 32 سال 31 سال دارم یعنی 20 ساله که داریم نزدیک 20 سالی تو ترکیه زندگی میکنم برای فارسی هم اینجا بیکم بده چیز نشه فارسی تو که فارسی از فارسی من که بده تو را فکر فارسی برد دیستر به حرف سال داده پرسابه میکنم ببین چرا فامیل شما اومدن اینجا؟ ما اول ما آمدیم اینجا 20 سال قبل بابای من توی ایران نتونستیم زندگی کنیم خیلی جای بود که اصلا نمیتونستیم حرف بزنیم بابای من هنرمند بود بابا شما معروفه یعنی هنرمند تو تبریز هر کسی میشناسن اینو کنسرتشون لغو کردن برای اینکه ماش بلند بود سیبی داشت داشون ما الاهلاق هستیم گفته بودن که باید ما تو چیز کنی یا چی میگن کوتاه کنی یا بسیلیت رو بزنی یا اونم خط قرمز ما هستش یعنی آزادی ما خط قرمز ما هست همه ملت ایران هم اونجوری فکر میکنن بعدش دادگاه انقلاب زد با ما شاف دادند که برای چی همه جای تربیز نوشتن که یاشتاسون جاویت یعنی لونگ لیو جاوید من چی گروه؟ من نمیشتم کنم من اینجا بردیم بعدش خیلی دلیلم نتونستم بیارن چیز کردن برایت کرد از اونجا ولی دیدیم که نتون نمیتونیم اون رو زمین کنیم بعد اومدیم ترکیه خب عذیت بود که باید از ایران در میامد؟ بله خیلی اصلا نمیتونستیم که حرف بزنیم فکرمونو بیان کنیم فقط چیز بودن نبود یعنی شهروند بودن موضوع نیست هم ترک هستیم هم احلاق هستیم یعنی این دوتا هم خودش نیم اجازه نمیداد که ما تو ایران زندگی کنیم احلاق ایران اصلا خودشون اونقدر چیز کردن که قایم کردن چون که میترسن از رژیم تروریستی ایران چون که همیشه ما را کشتن تاریخ هم همین اینجوری بود اسلام جمهوری اسلام این, این کار انجام داد برای همین دوتا چیز بود برای ما هم ترک بودنمون هم چیز یعنی احلاق بودنمون فقط فقط برای ترکا نیست اون چیز اونم بگم هنی اینجا چیز نشه کردام اونجوری نمیتونن راحت زندگی بکنن بروچه هم نمیتونن راحت زندگی کنن ولی ما هم احلاق هم بودیم اونم خیلی چیز داشت اجازه نمیداد 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 بابای من هم یه هنرمندی بود که اصلا تحویز نمیده به هیچ چیزی تحویز نمیداد یعنی موموش نه سیبیلا اصلا اینو نه انجام نمیداد برای همین هم خیلی جسور بود خیلی هم عجیب به واسه من از یه بچه که توی بوست بزرگ شدم که حالا محسا امینی که کشتن یه کمی موش در آمده بود از هجاب از روز سری ولی که مثلا یه مردی 
نمیتونه سیبیل داشته باشه یه جوری باید سرش اصلاح بکنه بزنه که خیلی چیزای عجیب هست به میگن اینا هم اسلامه دیگه که علاقه هم نداره به اسلام یعنی هیچ ربطی نداره به اسلام من نمیگم که اون چیز کلاسیک هستش این اسلام نیست نه اونو نمیگم ولی اینایی که میگن هیچی نیست اینا فقط فکر خودشونو از در آوردن اسم اسلام رو نوشتن روش علی رو گذاشتن حسین رو گذاشتن که این اسلام حسین نه یعنی شما حکومت یزیدی هستین معاویه هستین شما الان دشمنای علی هستین الان تو ایران یعنی خودشونو چیزی میخوان نشون بدن که ما قهرمان های اسلام هستیم نه جمهوری اسلامی ایران دشمن اسلامه این همه خودمون میدونیم yes. ولی من الان اینجا هم باید بگم که بعد انشاءالله این انقلاب انجام شده این انقلاب ایران باید تمام ذهنیت همون رو عوض کنیم یعنی مثل, مثل این که اصلا دین ربطی به دولت نباید داشته باشه مثل ترکیه ترکیه الان نمیگم تو قانون اصلاحشه ترکیه رو میگم اتا ترک رو میگم یعنی ما لازم مثل اتا انسان های هستش که مثل آتاتورک لازم داریم ولی نداریم الان ملت ما باید مثل آتاتورک رفتار کنه ما هم آتا ایران میشیم فکر خودمون رو در میاریم میگیم که این هیچ دینی با اصلا نباید به دولت مداخله کنه هر کسی که خود دین خودشو داره بره مسجدشو دیروشو کجا میخواد بره اونجا ادباراتش کنه به هیچ کس رد نداره دولت یه جایی که بیدین باید باشه یه جایی که عدالت باید باشه، حقوق داشته باشه ام. ما بعد یعنی انقلاب هم اینم باید فکر کنیم که بعد انقلاب چی میشه؟ فقط انقلاب نیست که yes. سخترش بعد انقلابه جمهور اسلامی هشتاد دیدیم، هزار نهاده دیدیم که انقلاب کردیم خیلی خوب، اوه شاه رفت، اوه بچی شد؟ جمهوری اسلامی اومد یعنی بد بدترش اومد ام. من نمیگم شاه خیلی خیلی خوب بود ام. اونم اشتباه ها داشت که تو این روزا هستیم. ولی الان بدتر شد الان بعد اینم میخوام خوبتر باشه بعد انقلاب باید هممون با هم خیلی خوب رفتار کنیم یعنی ترک باشه فارس باشه کرد باشه هممون توی گمی هستیم کشتی هستیم یه چیز عجیبی در زندگی شما شما ایرانی هستی تبریز به دنیا آمدی پدرت خیلی معروف هست تو ایران ولی گفته بودی به من که اینجا که هستی استانبول که هستی زیاد با کامیونیتی ایرانی رفت آمد نداری مهم. اصلا نمیخوای با ایرانی ها زیاد تماس داشته باشی چرا؟ بله چون که اینجوری شده یعنی وقتی که از ایران اومدیم با اون تخت دادون انقلاب بود اصلا یه نفر کنار بابام نبود یعنی یه نفر نگفت که رفتی دادون انقلاب چی شد؟ همه فکر غذا بودن کجا بریم گردش بکنیم اون وقتا چیز بود بعدش که پنج سال قبل من بعدش رفتم ایران این حرف می زدن به رفسنجانی رعی بدیم و یا به چیز چی بود اون احمد نجاد رعی بدیم دردشون این بود یعنی من اینو دیروز هم به شما گفتم نودی ها هشتادی ها هفتادی ها شستی ها پنجایی ها همشون خیانت کردم به دولت چه به ملت خودم. ایران خودمون یعنی الان بچه های دو هزاریات الان غیرت دارن که صداشون رو در میارن برای همین خیانت هم از خیانت باید در بیاییم به اونا, اونا رو سپورت کنیم چون که برای همین ایرانی که تر... ترکیه میان یکم چیز داشتم یعنی 
اون خیانتو که همیشه میدونستم می هستش ام. اون صدایی که صداشون در نیاوردن هیچی نگفتن اون وقت که با مست بابای من خیلی انسان ها بود فقط بابای من نبود خیلی انسان ها بود که توی زندان بودن هیچ کدومشون نرفتن جلوی زندان بگن که این آدم بیگناهه نتونستن خب ولی شما هم که حتما میدونی که میترسیدن آخه این این رژیم رژیم تروریستیه دیگه یعنی کسی بله چیزی بله. بگه حتی الان که توی استانبول هستم خیلی فرق داره به شهرهای دیگه که ایرانی هستم میگفتم به شما مثل تورنتو مثل لاس انجلس مثل لندن بری الان میبینی اصلا همه دارن تبلیغ انقلاب میکنن طرفدار هستن میگن حکومت اینجا خیلی اصلا نمیبینن چون که ترکیه اونا رو چیز میکنه، سورپرس میکنه یعنی اونا رو اجازه نمیده که راحت بیان بیان همین، یعنی میترسن مردم میترسن مردم چون که دپورت میشن، میترسن که دپورت میشیم چون که الان چند ایرانه دپورت کردن من میگم الان چهار دکید، الان چهار سه ساله همین ترسیدنه که یعنی نمیدونم بیترهیل بوده یا یا اینکه جنریشن هایی مثل ما و اونا که مسنترن آخه میکشتن چیزی اینا رو حالا ولی درسته که میگی که بچه های الان خیلی شجاعت دارن میکشتن ولی آدم های شجاعی مثل پدر من بود یه فیگور بود میگن الان میگن که انسان نیست که پشتش چیز کنیم عقبش بایستیم و جنگ کنیم اون انسان هایی که بودن اونا همشون مجبور شدن که برن آمریکا کانادا و ترکیه زندگی کنن ساپورتشون نکردیم برای همین میگم که دو هزاری ها خیلی شجاع هستن برای همون دو هزاری رو فرق یه جای دیگه ای میذارم دو هزاری ها رو اونا الان ایران رو دارن نجات میدن ما باید همه همون ساپورت کنیم من برای چی حرف میزنم برای همین یعنی نتونستم برم بیرون برای اینجا دارم حرف میزنم جونم میذارم اینجا من نمیترسم یعنی اون چیزم گفت کوزن منم گفت پسرم خاله منم گفت که اون دختری که میبینم جوره پلیس نشستی میگه بزن منو اون نمیترسه من نمیترسم اینجا منم الان برای خودم دارم یه قدم میزنم که اونا ببینن که من خودم رو دارم اینجا چونم رو دارم میزنم اینجا شما توی تظاهرات اینجا رفتی؟ من نه نرفتم چرا نه؟ من چون که چیزه من چهوره من من دوامو با معترض اونجا رفتن نمیذارم من دوامو با ترکیه ها دارم اونا رو چی میگن انفرمایشن به اونا میدن چون که تمام چهوره من ترکیه ها چی میگن؟ اونا نمیدونستن اینجوری میشه یعنی اونا خبر ندارن چون که تلویزیون های ترکی اصلا نمیذاره اینا و یا علیه معترضان میذاره یعنی میگه که اونا اشته چند تا نفرن که رفتن ایران اینجوری دارن ایران رو خراب میکنن اینو میگن یعنی اینو نمیگن که اینا آدم های مشروعی هستن که دارن از کشتر خودشون مدافع میکنن علیه یه دولت تروریستی اینو نمیگه میترسه دولت ترکی من با اونا کار ندارم اینا همیشه عوض میشه یکم انقلاب تو پیروزی یواشتر نزدیک بشه ترکیه هم چیزش عوض میشه فکر کنم سیاستش چون که میدونه که داره اونا پیروز میشن برای هم من چهوره خودم اطراف خودم رو 
دارم چیز میکنم که بدونن که چه چی های داره میشه همه از من میپرسن چون که چون که بیا ایرانی هستن به تبریزی هستن میگن که چی شده ایران همشون لینک میفرستم این این شده اینه اینه دارن خودشون خبرنگارن خودشون هم ولی نمیتونن اون جایی که کار میکنه اون خبر رو بده که ایران اینجوری که اجازه نمیده تمام مدیو دولت ترکیه یعنی حکومت ترکیه بگم بهتره حکومت خیلی عجیبه خیلی, خیلی عجیبه. عجیبه که حکومت ترکی که همه میگن دشمن رژیم ایران هستن نمیذارن که این انفورمیشن پخش بشه چرا؟ روی ایدولوژی ها فقط دشمنن منفعت از ایدولوژی بالاتره وقت که منفعت بیاد نه خمینی هستش نه حسن هستش نه حسین هستش خود پسرشون میفروشه منفعت اگه باشه همه اون سیاست مداران همشون منفعت شون فکر میکنن الان میگه که چجوری میتونم از اونجا پول در بیارم چجور ایران گاز داره نفت داره ایدولوژی باش بر محمد یه چیزی گفته دیگه این چیزی گفته اینجوری فکر میکنن واو. فکرشون اونجوری ف... میشه دموکراسی چی هیومن رایتس چی نه اینجوری اونجوری فکر نمیکنن نه دموکراسی نه هومن رایتس برای همین میگم که آتاتورک یه سمبل خیلی قویه ترکیه چون که 100 سال قبل اونقدر چیزای خوبی گفته که برای ملت ترکیه برای همین اون عقیده ها رو من نتونستم تو ترکیه پا... چی میگن رو به پا کنیم نتونستیم این کار رو بکنیم ولی الان بعد انقلابم میگم که با خیلی باید فکر کنیم چون که نمیخوام مثل هشتاد انقلاب هشتاد باشه اگر ایران آزاد بشه حالا بگیم نه واقعا یعنی رژیم بره یه یه دموکراسی شکل سوئد با فرهنگ ایرانی دوست داری برگردی خودت بله میرم برمیگردم اونام کشور منه یعنی اون بازسازی ایران از دستم هر چی میاد انجام میدم یعنی من نمیگم خیلی خوب انجام ولی منم یه آبی بدم به اون بازسازی منم از دستم هر چی بیاد انجام میدم یعنی چون دنیا الان گلوبال شده یعنی همه جا خیلی راحت میتونیم برین و بیاین الان اون هنرمندایی که توی آمریکا زندگی میکنن مجبور نیستن که بیان تو ایران زندگی کنن میرن و میان و اونجا رو آباد میکنن هممون با هم آباد میکنیم شما اونجایی که زندگی میکنید کشور خودتون باز میاین و میرین کشورشون خیلی من خودم شیراز رو ندیدم اصفهان رو ندیدم کشور من کشور خودم رو ندیدم این خیلی چیز چی میگم بدیه <تصفيق> برای خودم خیلی خوشم میومد <تصفيق> که کشور خودم رو ببینم ولی نمیتونیم که ببینیم نمیتونیم پرگردیم ولی وقتی که چیز شد بله از دستم هر چی میاد برای ملت ایران انجام میدم حالا یه کمی داره بهتر میشه در دنیا و در میدیا که بیشتر مثلا awareness هست که چه اتفاقی داره میفته توی تو ایران چه انقلاب ام ام چی میشه اون رژیم چه کارایی میکنه ولی چرا شما فکر میکنی سپورت دنیا سپورت از وست واسه ایران واسه بچه های ایران که دارن جنگ میکنن واسه اینقلاب مثل مثلا اوکراین نبوده چون که 
یکم هم باشه تو دنیا انسان ها یکم فاشیستن اینو بگم تو دلشون یکم مونده یعنی رنگ تن رنگش یکم بازتر باشه به یاشته موهاش یکم زردتر باشه اونو خیلی دوست دارم یعنی یواشاش بریم پایین بعدش ایران میاد بعد سوریه میاد بعدش افغان میاد بعد تا آخرش آفریقا هستش ام. هر روز بچه ها میبینم توی آفریقا تو دنیا پرچم یه جایی دیدین و نوشته تو پرمیر که اونجا بچه ها دارن میمیرن ولی پرچم اوکراین هستش با... باید باشه اونم من نمیگم که اوکراین پرچم اوکراین نباشه ام. اونجا یه ظلمی هستش که روسیه توی اوکراین داره انجام میده باید هم همون صدا دارن ولی فقط اوکراین نیست در یوکراین نیست یعنی ایران هم هستش افغانستان هستش آفریقا خیلی انسان ها دارن میمیرن چین هستش اونجا اونقدر انسان ها دارن قتلیام میکنن که تو چین هم همه جای دنیا دارن این کار میکنن ولی تو آسیا خیلی زیادتره آفریقا و آسیا خیلی ظلم تحت ظلم هستن برای همین صدامون باید همشون باشه مثلا ما فقط یک ملت یک چیزو نباید فکر کنیم همه رو باید فکر کنیم بعد اول از ایران شروع کنیم انقلاب خودمون که انجام دادیم بعدش اون ضربه هایی که به همسایه‌مون دادیم اونا رو هم جبران مم. کنیم ما ندادیم ولی دولتمون داده ما با اونا چون مثلا الان ایران با طالبان خیلی دوست رفیقای خیلی خوبی هم به نظر من یعنی نکته فکرشون ترس باشه توی دیدگاه چیزه ولی دوستای خوبی هم چون توم دیکتاتورا تو دنیا همدیگر ساپورت میکنه یه عکسی بود پوتین بود چیز همه اونجا بود روس بود روحانی و همه اونجا بودن خیلی همدیگر دوست دارن یعنی اون دیکتاتور رو مرسی از شما برای is Rook, the uprising live from Istanbul. I'm Gian Gomeshi. I'm going to continue giving us, uh, giving you these interviews that we've done uh, here in Istanbul over the last couple of days. This this uh, next interview is with someone named Nilufar Bahmanpour. Uh, Nilufar is a business person working in the crypto field of late uh, and a yoga instructor. She's also been a dancer, originally from Shiraz. Uh, then she studied acting in Tabriz. She moved to Istanbul a few years ago. We caught up with her in her apartment on the European side of Istanbul. Here's our conversation with Nilufar Bahmanpour. Nilufar, it's really great to get to talk to you. Thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Um, welcome to my home, actually. Thank you for inviting me in this uh, wonderful program and podcast, maybe. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so glad to be here. Well, you're you're very kind, and thanks for letting us in. You, um, you know, I he- I hesitate to make everything about the new revolution, but it occurs to me that your story um, is very much entwined in a lot of what this revolution is about, or at least what the precipitants of this revolution have been about. A, a young woman in Iran first, you wanted to be a dancer. 
Yeah. Not allowed. Yeah. Then even when you went into theater, you realize the options are very slim. Yeah. It, you literally are the kind of person that I mean, this is for freedom for all Iranians, and certainly yeah. there's men involved in this too. But it seems like you're literally the kind of person that this revolution is about, and who is at the forefront of this. Can you speak to that? Yeah, like not just me, as you said, like a lots of girls in my age or younger or older, even like some uh, some of my friends mother, you know, it's like they wanted to do some stuff like this. They wanted to be more free in dancing in theater, which is like I have a lots of uh, friends older than me, but they get depressed because they have child. They couldn't move out like me to find themselves out of Iran and uh, of course, they have really, really hard life uh, in like during they are just uh, they have to be normal in Iran as the government wants. Um, of course, it's a tough life for them. And now we are talking about all these things like now I'm, I'm I just want to show the people like if I come out and if I think I can find myself in out of Iran, but I lost many things in this way. Like we don't know, it's like two choice we had kind mm -hmm. of and mm -hmm. both like worth, like bad and worth, you know, mm -hmm. it's like which one, no, no, none of them was so good. Check, tell me about the things that you lose. What do you lose oh, by leaving Iran? Okay, I, first of all, I lose many of my friends mm -hmm. and which like we could do many things. I could do like, I could do theater easy with them. We could. We could do group um, like acting or dancing or like, but anytime when we wanted to do that, the police cut everything. We have to go and write like, you know, the letter, we are not doing mm. this. And, but I lose that part, like my friends, I, I, I would love actually the simple things, not so hard. I don't mm. want to say something so hard. Like I would love when I'm talking, when I'm, when I'm walking the street, I can, I can read Farsi in the street. I can hear the Farsi mm. in the street. Here is a lots of people, Iranian people, but you know, it's a lots of things like you cannot, mm. you cannot fix it. Like you have to everywhere, every year you have to go for your Kimlik, which is like the ID card right, here. Right. And like you have a stress like, okay, this year what will happen? Okay, many people made many, maybe they buy home mm. here and they get like more easy. But the, the girl and boy in my age, which is like, they don't have, that much money, mm. how how they can do yeah. these things. And, you know, we lost a lots of things. I believe that this is nothing. I, I sometimes miss my family so much. I'm sure. You know, but it's by like, the way, as we're speaking, even with the windows cl uh, closed, we were hearing the prayer call. Yeah. Which, strangely enough, happens more times a day here in Istanbul yeah. than it does in, in Tabriz. Yes, exactly. I, I'm not asking you to give an editorial about religion, but mm. how does that make you feel? Um, because like from my childhood, all of us like uh, in our culture, we get used to it, but kind of we get sick of it. You know, it's like some of my friends, they really don't want to hear this anymore. I was thinking you moved yeah. to a place to get away from something, but not. But there's a prayer call even with your windows closed yeah. anywhere in the city yeah. that you're going to hear a few times a day. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I have to tell you here is not much difference between Iran and Turkey as we believe. 
my friends here and me, like we think like this is not much different. Only different is in some points, which is like about the hijab. And even in some cities in Turkey, it's not like that. Mm. Um, I mean, you cannot be free as in Istanbul, Izmir, or Ankara, or some place like that. But um, it has some differences, I believe, but not that much, as you see. It's you know? fascinating because um, that's been a real education for, for, for me here in the last week or so. I mean, I've been to Istanbul very, for many times, but talking to Iranians here and realizing that despite this, the fact that this is a, a modern, supposedly European city. Uh -huh. Yeah, um, uh, no, <laughs> actually. Yeah, I mean, exactly like what you're saying. Almost everybody I've interviewed said, you know, like yeah, it is. Actually, it is exactly look like Iran. And in some points, we are really more open-minded. I mean, they don't do many things for the people. And but but bad access, on the other hand, you're one of the things you do. I mean, you're you work in business, you work in crypto, you've worked in media here, but you're also a yoga teacher. Yes. I don't think you could be a yoga teacher the way you are here in Iran, right? Oh, of course. Okay, there is more radical people in, like the people in like Islamic Republic. Like, of course, they will not let me to teach like girl and boy at mm -hmm. the same time. Um, in this, these things here is really cool and That's good. where the Azadi is. That's yeah, but it's not enough. Mm. We believe that, like, if we wanna go for a revolution in Iran. These things we shouldn't. If we reach to this point, we shouldn't proud of that. This is just basic things. Right. Yeah, right. because we have to reach to other points. Like, um, you know, it's like to make like abat mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. after that we can proud. We well, can well, some people are saying one of the reasons we want, one of the reasons the world should want the revolution in Iran is because it's going to change the world. It could have a, a major effect on Turkey, 100%. which then becomes, I mean, if it were the free Iran that we hope for, Turkey would become a, a bad example compared to Iran. It would need to catch up somehow, um, or it would be considered this backward Islamic place, right? Oh, of course. Okay. Um, I, I believe the same thing. Like, if Iran wants to be free, many, many countries, it will affect of many countries, and the Turkey, uh, the celebrity in Turkey and the people, like we can see they have a stage to talk about this revolution. They are so smart to support Iranian because they know if they don't support, it will be the same thing happen in their country. Mm. And we believe that the next year it will be election here. And uh, the people, if the, it will happen the same like every year here, mm -hmm. Next year, the same thing happened here, like as a revolution, because we know what they are doing in top of their country. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that is like they are so smart to support us. We well, you know what they're doing on the top of their country, meaning what? Meaning that I mean, this, the, the, the president it, every Turkey's year. becoming less and less secular. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, it's like in here. Mm, the people are supporting us because they know if they support Iran and Iran get more powerful about these things and Iran gets more free, this country will be better. If with all of that said, um, maybe a more difficult part of the conversation and that 
that I've been having with everybody because um, I keep saying this, but I mean, I've been very surprised by the lack of visible activity of a Persian community in Iran, uh, in Turkey, in Istanbul. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're only an hour away by a flight from, from uh, Tabriz where you were studying and, and yet I, I see a lot more visibility of Iranians showing their pride and their support for this revolution in Canada than I do in, here in Istanbul. Yeah. Give, I, I know there are some very good reasons for this, but of course, uh, you is. give me your idea. Of why okay, that's first okay. of all, we are so close to Iran and they, are, they can reach us so easy. You know, it's like we all know that. And here, we believe that here, I, I don't know if I have to say this or not, but the government's kind of like mm, help the governments of Iran. You know, it's like we see this before this revolution. Because like when we wanted to take the ID card, in some times like we see the, suddenly they don't give some people ID card and like while we like in two months everybody get rejected and we was like how it's like and we understand okay now many like the government wants to send something for here and they need the people bring the money back to their mm -hmm. countries like when they got the reject here they take their money but they also have to go back to their countries and back again here you know it's like it was we saw these things before how they are working together and like we noticed this of course but they are neighbor they have something with each other as all countries they are working together but you know under yeah, I mean, the official position but, of okay. Turkey is not one of support for the Islamic Republic of Iran. Yet, okay. you're rolling your eyes. Oh, come on. We know that. Like, we know it's like um, they want to have some stuff here. Like, they want to have the people come and, like, they say, okay, we don't want Islamic Republic, but not in Istanbul. We, we saw that. We saw mm. a few times they canceled it. We saw that, like I was in Bali, I see like my friends go there and they say, oh, okay, it's canceled, you know. But um, this shows like in Izmir, it's okay because it's not too many Iranian there. It is Iranian, but not like here. Mm. You, you can f find a lots of people here. Like while you just go down in my mm. street, you will see a lot of Iranian, you know. But in Istanbul, like they don't want to be. We believe that. I believe that. They don't want to be. Who don't want to be? I mean, the government, when, okay, now, like, in uh, Monday, mm -hmm. in Monday, every Monday. So There's supposed to be a protest. Yeah, it is. It is protest, but it's, they, they. It's not much of a protest, unfortunately. Yeah, yes, because uh, many, they scared many people. This doesn't have, uh, uh, what, permission? Like, Mojaves. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have. And all of my friends, they say, okay, we are not so sure to go there. You know, because they catch. Mm -hmm. I, I remember like uh, four years ago when it was like uh, the Woman Day, like the national, Ruzazan, yeah, in, yeah, International Woman Day. And I go for March and they catch us in here, like for nothing. Like we were just catch going, us how? What did like, they do? Uh, yeah, the police come and say, oh, no, you shouldn't go in that way. I, we were like, OK, we are hundreds of people wow. here why, why you do that you know we i saw that background and i was so sure if we come out in turkey and they can 
like catch us so easily. I mean, easy. there's a weird thing that I've been thinking about, which is that in a in a in a really weird way, in a pichide way, um, in Iran right now, mm -hmm. and to take nothing away from the courage of the people who are protesting, but especially in a place like Tehran, on a certain day, at a certain time, when you know thousands of people are going to come out, it's actually somehow safer to protest than it is here because, yeah. um, I mean, even with the Basij and everything, because you're in a group. And I was thinking, one thing I've been noticing here in Istanbul is, is uh, um, it doesn't seem like Iranians here are organized in the same way to kind of make a, make a few phone calls and get 20,000 people yeah. in one place where the police wouldn't be able to do anything about that, unless it's a concert. I know there's like big Iranian <laughs> concerts here, but uh, I, am, I, am I wrong about that? Yeah, you are wrong, I'm actually. wrong, okay, yeah. tell me. I, I have to disagree with this. It's not about the organize something, like organize something to go out. It's about how they scared people here, because like we know if they catch us, they will directly send us to Iran, you know? Mm. That's why we don't have like that chance to like we will not give them that chance. Well, tell me about the mechanics of that. You're a, you're an immigrant here. Uh, are you are, where are you? What are you? Where are you a citizen of? Um, actually, I have like a touristic ID card. Okay. Like I I live here every year like that. So would it, would it, is it possible that they would send you back to Iran? I mean, if they have a, if they find enough reason, yeah, yeah, it is it is possible. Hmm. I mean. If you if you see like Iranian comes out in Canada or in countries like European countries or Canada or America because there is a strong rule and they are f really far from Iran, you know. But here, it's like we we call like Hayat Khalvat, like yeah, like I've heard that a lot this week. Yeah, it's yeah. like they can do a lots of things, but we believe that we have nowadays we have media, we can easily like when they catch someone we can easily be their voice but you know them they don't care about these things if you even yeah. you put the hashtag or something but we don't want to give them this um uh, how can i say this idea to they catch us so easy how, how much are you worried about that i've seen you posting in social media and oh no i'm not worried at all because like this is our right and i didn't do anything I, i'm like the millions of people in the world disagree with them and i don't scared of anything and um like last monday i was in front of the embassy um, i just reached yani like yes like mm, Came back I, from Bali? Yeah, yeah, I come from Bali Sunday and Monday I was like front of the embassy. Of course, this is my, this is my way. And mm -hmm. I mean, for me, uh, my sisters, they say like, oh, you want to go? I was like, of course I want to go there because this is the way I'm really disagree all my life. You know, if the people like me, that they don't go, who have to go then? Mm. And I invite all my friends for the next Monday. I said, if you're my friend, you have to support this. And I believe my friends also, they don't scare of anything. Do you, your family's in Shiraz. Yeah. You know, we're not that far away from Shiraz right now here yes. in Istanbul. On some level, I mean, you, you probably see those videos that we all see on social media of the girls in Shiraz 
there was that one video in particular of a, a few women in Shiraz walking without the down the street without hijab and yes. uh, powerful, courageous. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you, on some level, wish you were there? Oh, I have to tell you one thing. Since when I was like teenage, I always Shiraz was really, really open city. You know, I never wear scarf. My scarf was always down. Oh, really? Yeah, by by like show I don't want this. Of course, they catch me lots of times. You know, but mm, I didn't want it that, and I did that before. Mm. When I see they're working mm. like that, I'm really proud of them, and I was like, wow, they are so brave because like mm. not many people can do that. I mean. I believe that after a while, we all, if, if I will find a small hope, like um, to everything get a little bit better, the, the one more step, you know, is like, mm. I believe that many, many young people like me, we will go there to help mm. our country, you know. Um, I'm really Vatan <laughs> Paras, I mm. really love it. And I had, I mean, I had a really tough life there, and you were—you made a really interesting point when we were talking earlier, which is that I've been wondering why the available pool of people for us to talk to are Iranians here. I mean, obviously there are shopkeepers and business people and doctors, etc., here as well. But there's a lot of artists. There's a lot of. Yeah. So I was thinking, well, let's not only talk to the artists, but it turns out there's a lot of artists in uh, Iranian artists in Istanbul. Uh, of different stripes, musical, visual, uh, creative, yoga, you know, depending on how you want to define artist. Yeah. But you were, you were saying that's because those are the very people who can't make life happen in Iran. If you're a yeah. dentist, you can have a life in Iran. You yeah. can have a career in Iran. Not so if you're a dancer or... No. Talk to me about that. Yeah, okay. I have to tell you this. Uh, I remember when we like when I study photography in Iran. Like uh, it was the they called a lot of uh, photographer. They called them to police office and they checked all the pictures. Yeah. And they say like they blocked their laptop, their cameras. They said they put them in jail, and like they did that in like to the one hundred person in each city I could see like in Tehran it's happened in Mashhad it's happened in Shiraz it's happened in Tabriz it's happened I knew this because I had a friends there and all of them in the same time mm. and they scared a lot of people and after this like they just suddenly like text to the photographer oh, okay you have to come and like I could see them like they scared and they just move mm to other countries, especially in Turkey, because it was easy to come and it was yeah. cheap that time. And yes. it was like, I could see this and I feel like they had a plan for that. They did that like to a lot of different um, career. Like, it, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like I could see for photographers, mm, I could see for the people has, who has a gallery and painting and these things like uh, the art things. Um, nowadays, they, they have a problem with everyone, every single. Right. Yeah, it's like every single right. person. And but I remember it's happened like this. I could see it so. But easy. it's a lot easier to cross their line as a rock musician than it is as a dentist. Oh uh, yeah, but so. we we have a lots of 
dentists. dentists yes, then, I, yeah, I but, say but, that there aren't. But yeah, yeah. But, but, but artists are like more here yeah. because they, they had really hard life in Iran. What, what has the last two months been like for you? Like emotionally or um, seeing what's, what's happening in Iran, both the, the horrific and the inspiring, tell me. Um, you know, I was in Bali and I was like, I, I'm, I'm so happy. Like I was so happy like I go there because I wanted to learn and I wanted to teach lots of Iranian. Uh, like these healing things because I knew they really needed one of the reason actually I go to through this yoga and healing and these things it was like I have to heal myself first mm. and after that I had I can help people to get healed you know um, when I was there the first months when it's happened I was like so depressed suddenly and I cried a lot because I was so far and alone mm. like I couldn't find any Iranian there. I had one Iranian friend, but she was so busy with her stuff because she was there for three, four years. And I couldn't see her. She was so far from me and kind of, she was like, didn't follow the um, news a lot. And I just explained whenever I called her. Um, I was alone. I want to say this, I was alone and I had a really tough time. Mm. And, now I'm here, but I could stay two more months because I had visa, but I decided to come back to spend time with my sister and spend time with my friends. I like I'm here less than um, one one week. Yeah, like for four days I'm here right now, but I every night I invite my friends to see them to talk about this situation and to see their opinion because I was far and I had a really, really, really hard life in there. I feel like <laughs> I didn't enjoy the last mm. one month there. Yeah. What was the hardest part about being removed from people um, and seeing what's going on in Iran? Why did you feel like you wanted to be around people? Um, okay, of course, like uh, we all wanted to be all together to show the power, but I believe that like um, the people in outside of Iran, we also help a lot. This is the sepah mind to give like to the people this idea like, oh, if you are out of Iran, you should you should be quiet. Mm -hmm. No, we are we come out because of you. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you you make like okay. Maybe I come out uh, by my choice, but many people they kicked out mm -hmm. because of their religious. I have a lots of Baha'i friends here, and I have a lots of um, the people like they cannot go back. You know, yeah. uh, they, this is not their choice. You know, and after that, now is like um, I feel like the people out of Iran, they can help in many things. We are the, we can um, give this voice, this power mm. to uh, the Iranian Amplify voice. Yeah, their voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, um, the, when I was there, I, I remember like, it was, everything is, it was the right um, timing, you know, it's like, I felt like when Iranian people and my friends in Istanbul, they sleep, I just start putting hashtag because there was day, you know, and I start hashtag or in Canada or somewhere, you know, it, the time was so good. Mm. That's why we reached to this level of hashtag, you know, it's like mm. it was so good. And I really I, I just made myself a little bit easy about these things like, oh, OK, 
if I'm here, it has a reason. I have to continue like this. And suddenly I just change my ticket and I say I cannot do, do it mm. anymore. And I come back here. I remember the Evin night, the, that night they yeah. attacked to Evin. I almost died there. Like, um, it's, it's, it's visceral for you. Like you feel it in your body. Oh, yes, this, of course. It's not just new, sad news. It's something no. more. And I think, to be honest, it's something we all feel in the diaspora, it's, which is weaving Iranians together. They've, the, the, the regime has, and, and the brave women and men on the streets in Iran have accomplished the impossible, which is unifying Iranians um, you know, around the world, right? Yeah. And here we are. I believe know. that, like, I believe that many people, they felt it. We really, we really felt a lots of pressure because people in Iran they go for fight, and we knew maybe the next one could be our family. We don't know, you know. We didn't have this much like connection with them in that time, and I was so sad about that. Like, um, and the news in out because the fake news, they killed us, you know, and the fake news and I don't know, then the cyber is like, you know, mm. it's like, it comes out a lot of news and I felt a lot of like negative energy and mm. you know, it's like I felt it too much because yeah. I already like, and um, my friends in Iran sometimes like when we had a connection, they call me, they say, no, don't give up, we are okay, we are good. They were more positive and yeah. I was so shocked because yeah. I said, I think like because of the news, we get, our minds get toxic. Yeah. Yeah. And well, also, you know, it's the old thing when a family member has been in an accident or is in the hospital or something, um, you're terrified on, until you're actually there. And even if they're in a critical uh, position, when you're there, it feels more comforting because you can see what's exactly happening. A lot of this is about us being removed. We don't know what's happening right now in, yeah, exactly. in, the, in, in Zahedam. We don't know how, oh, yeah. what's happening today in Sarandaj. We don't know what's happening in Tehran. We don't know what's happening, the things that don't make it on the news, that don't the videos that are not taken. So exactly. we, our minds are working overtime as we doom, doom scroll through our, our phones, thinking, what else is there, right? Yeah, it's like I remember in Bali, I, sometimes I feel like, like five, six, seven hours. I'm, I, my phone is just in my hand. Like, and I put my phone at charge, and I was sitting beside yeah. the, like my bed, and I was like, oh, just rolling, rolling for new. I remember when I sleep, like, in one hour, uh, I wake up and I check the news, and because I wanted to, in one hour, you could miss many things, you know, and I, and it was so hard time in that time for me. Do you? I mean, what 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 do you think is going to happen? Are you are you someone who believes this is the revolution? One hundred percent. I believe that this is the end, and nothing be nothing will be normal like before, because it wasn't normal even. Mm -hmm. And I believe that one hundred percent we will win, and um, you know, it's like from last forty six days, I think is like. Mm -hmm. Um, lots of people around me and me, like uh, we really changed uh, mm. in all angles. Uh, I really grew up in these days mm. and I believe that it will happen. Maybe it will take a time mm. and we are not in rush. We are 
we are making something big and we know it's take a time and it's getting better and better every day. We are knowing a lots of people which is we didn't know before and they can he really help our country. And I'm so, so glad because the end of this story is light because we are releasing all the dark, you know? Nidhafar, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>
همه چیش خیلی به ما نزدیکه بعد رفت آمد آسونه برای دوست و آشنا و خانواده هرچند که الان شرایط اینجا هم خیلی متفاوت نیست نسبت به ایران حتی شاید برای ما ایرانی ها خیلی هم سختش کردن و هی هم هر روز دارن سخت‌ترش میکنن و فکر کنم اولین چیزی که اولین مقصدی که توی ذهن آدما میاد برای اینکه بتونن از ایران بزنن بیرون ترکیه است و استانبول چون نزدیکترین مسیر و خب شاید ارزان‌ترین مسیر برای خیلی ها You're um, a filmmaker, um, you're an artist, but you're also a gay man. Yeah. And you were openly gay in yeah. Iran. Um, I'm going to ask you what it's like to be openly gay here. But tell me, especially in the context of the regime mm-hmm. in Iran that there's an entire revolution against now, mm-hmm. um, happening right now. What was your what was your experience like in the last two decades as a, a gay man in Iran? ببین من معتقدم که اول ما خودمون باید کمک کنیم که اونا ما رو بپذیرن و چه جوری میتونیم کمک کنیم ببین من به عنوان یه آرتست تمام تلاشمو توی ایران کردم که با تمام محدودیتایی که وجود داشت مخصوصا برای من آرتست بیشتر شد چون یه ذره نگاه روم حساستره و زومتره ولی با تمام سختی هایی که داشت با تمام ممنوعیت هایی که داشت تلاش کردم فیلم بسازم و هر کاری که کردم اگر گالری عکس گذاشتم اگر فیلم ساختم اگر روی صحنه رفتم به عنوان بازیگر هر کار آرتیسی که کردم تلاش کردم که یک خطی از جامعه خودم رو توش جا بدم و راجع به جامعه موسیکشوالا صحبت کنم و تلاش کردم به این که نشون بدم که ما آدم های عادی هستیم نه ترسناکیم نه مزرریم ولی رژیم اینو نمیخواد متوجه بشه فکر میکنم که و اتفاقا یه چیز جالبی که من بخوام بهت بگم این که ما تو خود رژیم هم حتی نفوذ کردیم یعنی زمانی که من آدم رو میشستم که ما در همه اخشار حتی شاید الان به جرعت میتونم بهت بگم که در سپاه ایران هم ما گی داریم یعنی sure. سردارهایی داریم که گی هن. از قدیم هم بودن اصلا حتما آره of course percentage باید باشه ولی یه مسئله وجود داره که همیشه خود من اذیت کرده این که و ما رو پذیرفتن چرا این که میگن ما شما رو نپذیرفتیم و همیشه با ما درگیرن فکر میکنم یه شو برای این که اون بخش اسلامی ماجرا رو حفظ کنن من خودم شخصا در واقع معافیت خدمت سربازیم هموسکشوالیه به دلیل هموسکشوال بودن به من معافیت از سربازی دادن پس چجوریه که منو پس میزنم و نمیپذیرن من فکر میکنم که ما متاسفانه یه سری سندیکا یه سری گروه تلاش میکنن برای اینکه جامعه هموسکشوالا رو اگزجره نشون بدن و اتفاقا همینجا توی ترکیهش هم این مشکل وجود داره اینکه ما اینجا گی کلاب داریم کافه گی کافه داریم سونا، گی سونا داریم همه چی دارن اما رئیس جمهور و دولت میگه که نه ما نداریم دقیقا رفتاری که احمد نجاد در ایران کرد خب این دروغه ما نمیتونید نمیتونی منکر ندیدن در واقع منکر دیدن ما بشید چون ما هستیم وجود داریم و یه چیز دیگه که باز توی این انقلاب و بعد از محسا امینی در اتفاق میفته ما همین الان در زندان اوین 
بند مخصوص هموسکشوال ها و بند مخصوص ترانسجندر ها داریم و هیچکی ازش حرف نمیزنه یعنی شب اوین که چرا حرف نمیزنم؟ به خاطر همون فکر میکنم همون گاردست که وجود داره من الان یکی از بازداشتی ها به اسم آرمیتا عباسی که گم شده بود اصلا رو شده بود گم شده بود و بعد الان میگن پیدا شده در زندان رجای شهر کرجه و باز هیچ اطلاعات دقیقی ازش نمیدن کاملا وقتی زندگیش رو مرور میکنی متوجه هموسکشوال بودنش میشه چون خودش خیلی اوپن توی پیجش عکس گذاشته پرچم گذاشته دوستای هموسکشوال داره که الان دارن خیلی صداش میشن و براش حرف میزنن ولی هیچ جا در رسانه ما نمیبینیم که این دختر رو به عنوان یک زندانی هموسکشوال معرفی supposedly about آزادی بله بله هنوز یه جاهایی ساکت هستی دقیقاً ببین من امروز دارم فیلم می‌سازم همین الان در حال ساخت فیلمم برای همین انقلاب و در موضوع همین انقلاب اما مجبورم که صورت بازیگرم رو با سانسور کنم می‌دونی یعنی ما تو این قرن و این نسل و این انقلاب هم مجبوریم انگار سانسور انگار سانسور رو به خرد ما دادن یو فیل لایک اف یو ور این ایران رایت ناو you would be in the protests you would be in the streets demonstrating you would be on the front lines ببین فکر می‌کنم قشنگ‌ترین چیزی که بتونم بهت بگم جمله‌ایه که چند شب پیش به مامانم گفتم به مادرم گفتم گفتم که خدا تو رو خیلی دوست داشت چون اگه الان ایران بودم تو هر شب باید فکر می‌کنم سال‌ها تو هر شب پیر می‌شدی و تا من برگردم خونه من 88 ایران بودم و کف خیابون 98 ایران بودم و آبان کف خیابون اصولا آدم خونه نشستنی نیستم اصولا آدم سا... این که ساکت بمونم نیستم و دوستام هم الان هی از ایران همین الان اینجا هم هیچ فرقی نمیکنه مدام دم کنسولگری ایران در حال اعتراضم یا توی اینترنت دارم کمک میکنم که احساس گیلت داشت داری که که مثلا اونجا نیستم برادر خواهر آره من کمک نمی کنم یعنی نمیگم you should have that ولی میفهمم که الان یک سال اومدی دیگه من توی یه سالی که گذشت تا چهل روز گذشته توی سکوتی رفته بودم که برای همه هم عجیب بود که با اینکه تو الان رفتی و باستری دست باستره چرا سکوت کرد چرا ما فکر میکردیم اگه تو بری خیلی بمبی که منفجر میشی شرایط من رو خیلی ساکت کرد تو یه سال شاید یه جامپ سنیه مثلا پنج ساله کردم مهاجرت سخته مهاجرت خیلی چیزا بهت اضافه میکنه که قبلش نداشتیم اما توی این چل روز فکر میکنم که هر شب بدون استثنا هر شب اینو میتونم قسم بخورم که هنوز و فکر میکنم حتی اگر حتی نه قطعا وقتی انقلاب اتفاق بیفته با شرمندگی برگردم به خاطر اینکه توی این چهل روز تا همین امروز من سه تا از بهترین دوستام رو از دست دادم و هر شب یعنی کشته شدن بله هر شب با خودم فکر می‌کنم اون سه تا کشته شدن و تعداد بیشتریشون الان توی زندانن توی این چند روزی که دانشجوها دارن درگیر میشن هر شب موقع خواب با خودم فکر می‌کنم و 
میخواد یعنی با تمام وجود همین الان از خدا میخوام که یک راهی باز کنه برای اینکه من بتونم برگردم و تو خیابونا ایران باشم اونجوری بیشتر میتونم بپذیرم از خودم اعتراضم و اینجا خیلی دارم تلاش میکنم ولی فکر میکنم کافی نیست فکر میکنم با اینکه مدام دوستام از ایران اینو به من میگن که اینجوری فکر نکن ناراحت نباش کاری که شما هم دارید اونجا میکنید بخشی از همین انقلابه است و داره به ما کمک میکنه شما اگه شما نبودید ما صدامون به دنیا نمیرسید ولی همیشه فکر میکنم تا عبد یک بخشی از قلبم و بغزم و روحم درگیر این قصه هست که توی این بره از تاریخ که مهمترین بخش تاریخی ایرانه فکر میکنم در چهل و چند سال گذشته من ایران نبودم و همیشه شرمنده اون آدماییم که رفتن نه فقط رفیقای خودم دونه دونه این هزاران نفری که تو این چهل Just to clarify, in the last month and a half, you've lost three people, three yeah. friends. That's crushing. I mean, it's horrible to be seeing what's happening in Iran, but to lose three friends, can can you tell us anything about them? متاسفانه یه اتفاق شاید بخش فشار بزرگ و زیادی که توی این از دست دادن این سه نفر نزدیک به من خیلی منو تحت فشار میذاره اینه که جزو هر سه خانواده ها جزو اون خانواده هایی هن که نمیخوان حرف بزنن و مخصوصا من راجب نفر اول چون خیلی به هم نزدیک و سمیم من دارم تراپی میشم توی 22 روز توی 22 روزه که این اتفاق افتاده و مدام من درگیرم با تراپیست که مدام هم به من میگه که میگذره عادی میشه همه ناراحتن همه رد میکنن ولی میگم فکر میکنم که هیچ وقت ما قبل بر نمیگریم به اون آدم های قبل این چه روز هیچ وقت بر نمیگریم همون جوری که من هیچ وقت بعد نوید افکاری اون اشکانی نیستم که قبلش بود من نوید افکاری رو نمیشناختم ولی وقتی دیدم وقتی اون اون جسه اون قامت اون زحمت کشیده اون تلاش کرده بود برای که تبدیل به یک نوید افکاری بشه همون جوری که صدای حسین رونقی امروز واقعا شبا از سوگوشم بیرون نمیره کمک خواستنای قزاله توی اون ویدیو هیچ وقت دیگه از سر من بیرون نمیره ولی مطمئنم اینو مطمئنم که بعد از این انقلاب نمیذارم که یعنی تمام تا آخر عمر تلاش میکنیم نه من خیلی ها که اسم این بچه ها هیچ وقت فراموش نشه و من فکر میکنم از درون فکر میکنم همیشه که این رسالت منه که راجع به هم نوع خودم حرف بزنم این رسالت منه که برای کشورم بجنگم این رسالت منه که مقاومت کنم من نمیتونم به یکی دیگه بگم که آقا تو هم از جونت بگذر هیچ وقت نمیکنم این کارو ولی خودم اینو پذیرفتم فکر میکنم اینه فکر میکنم رسالته فکر میکنم خودپذیرفتن است اون به خود آیه است اگر که خودت رو بپذیری اون وقت میتونی اگه خودت رو همیشه میگن دیگه اگه خودت رو دوست داشته باشی میتونی بقیه رو دوست داشته باشی من خودم خیلی دوست دارم به خاطر همین همه رو دوست دارم حتی اون آدم بدرم دوست دارم چون تو زندگی به من خیلی درسا داده چون اگه اون نبود امروز این شکلی نبودیم و امروز اینجا نبودیم فکر کنم اینه I thank you for your honesty, 
for your openness, for your emotion, and for giving us your time. Merci à merci. Merci خیلی خوبه که آدمایی مثل شما هستن برای اینکه تریبونشون رو در واقع در اختیار آدما میذارن یا این روزا در اختیار این انقلابه میذارن و دارین کمک میکنید با اینکه شاید خیلی دوری از ایران اصلا خیلی دوری از کامیونیتی و کالچر ایرانی بودن و ولی خیلی از خیلی ها ایرانی تری و دمت گرم که درین راه رو میری جلو و امیدوارم که پیروز شیم و اون روز خیلی خوشحال تریم هممون قطعا به زنی میزنم و جز اولی نفرهای هستی که این پیروزی رو به هم دیگه تبریک میگیم چون شاید یه ذر اینجوری شیرین تر شده برای خیلی دمت گرم که امروز اینجا بودی ساعت اکتون رو با هم در here on this special edition of Rook from Istanbul. This is Alper Doglaroglu. He is a realtor and a climbing enthusiast in his early 30s. He was born and raised in Tabriz. Alper moved to Istanbul five years ago where he got his master's in energy management. Uh, we met and spoke in a recording facility and editing company here in Istanbul. Here's a conversation with Alper. Alper, it's really nice to see you here. Thanks for doing this. Nice to meet you too. Thank you very much. Um, you came from Tabriz around five years ago. Why did you leave Iran? خب بالاخره من یه بمبانی مهندسی مکانیک اونجا از هر دری که خواستیم وارد یه حوزه کار بشیم تو زمینه انرژی فلان نمیشد. یعنی چون بالاخره وارد زیر مجموعه سیستم نبودی یعنی بسیجی نبودی یا ارزم به خدمت like unless you're going to play the game دقیقا. in Iran you're not going to get anywhere اصلا اصلا یعنی هیچ انگیزه ای برای برگشت یعنی تصور کنی من پنج سالی که اومدم اینجا هیچ یک روزم برنگشتم واقعا یک روزم نمیخواستی نمیخوام یعنی من هیچ وقت یادم نمیره توی ف... توی هواپیما از تبریز تو استانبول دو ساعت و 25 دقیقه طول کشید اون وقت فرودگاه آتاتورک پیاده شدم اون وقت فرودگاه آتاتورک بود 
اونجا من دو ساعت 25 دقیقه رو فقط گریه کردم یعنی حتی پیشم بغلم یه مرد ازمیری نشسته بود گفت که چی شده یعنی چی چرا اینقدر چیز هستی مم. گریه میکنی ناراحتی دست چیه مشکل خاصی پیش اومده و فلان من فکر میکرد که مثلا من یه مادرم و یا پدرم و یا یه عضوی از خانوادم و از دستم واقعا اینطور بود یعنی بالاخره اینکه از وطن خارج میشی و نگاه میکنی کوههای تبریز و کوههای قرمز رنگ رو میبینی که دیگه هیچ وقت قرار نیست اونجا که برگردی و وطن رو ببینی اینا باعث شد که من فقط گریه کنم که اصلا هم استاب نشد یعنی فقط گریه میکردم اون شد که دیگه برنگشتم دیگه اینجا مشغول کار و اینجا هنوز گریه میکنی؟ نه دیگه یادم رفت چون که اینجا بالاخره فشارهای اینکه الان به وطن یعنی دلتنگ باشم حتما که هستم ولی دیگه آدم هر چقدر که اون فاصله که میره و فاصله از روز اول تا به بعد فاصله که میفته دیگه دلتنگی هم کمتر میشه چون که فشار زندگی حالا بحث هدف و اولویت های دیگه تو زندگی باعث میشه که آدم به جلو بیشتر فکر کنه نگاه کنه طبیعتا بله من الان وضعیت ایران رو میبینم تو این چند سالی که اینجا هستیم تو این چند سال چندین بار وضعیت خراب شده کشت و کشتار شده فشارها زیاد شده حتما و قطعا که ناراحت میشم خیلی متاثر میشم به این شکل a lot of people come Iranian some Iranians come to Turkey because it's easier to come here and it's a it's a step towards going somewhere else this is the first place they come because they intend to move to Germany or to Toronto but you sound like you've come here expecting to stay in Istanbul would that be true دقیقا اینطوریه من واقعیتش اولش که اومدم اینجا با این فکر اومدم که حالا میرم درست یه کشور ترک ترک زبان ولی حالا استانبول هم یه شهر بزرگیه یعنی پیشرفت بیزینس تحصیل همه چی ارتباطات کامیونیکیشن خیلی مهم داره همه رنگ همه نجات آدم اینجا هستش حالا اینو تو بدو ورودم تو فرودگاه آتاتورک دیدم شاهد شدم که از اینجا میتونم شاید برم یه مومنتی داشته باشم تو آینده مثلا برم یه اروپایی یا کانادای آمریکا حالا تحصیلی کاری ولی حالا نشد یعنی مشغول تحصیل شدم یا حالا بالاخره آدم کامیونیتی که برگرار میکنه با ترک های خود اینجا یعنی آدم خودش رو احساس میکنه که اینجا مال خودشه یعنی چون که من اینجا با ملت ترکیه هیچ مشکلی ندارم هیچ اینا باعث میشه که دلگرمتر بشی که اینجا بمونی حالا خب on that note if i were to say where is home for alper what's the first thing that comes to your mind home kujas من الان 33 سالمه 5 سال اینجا زندگی کردم 28 سال تو تبریز طبیعتا تبریز شهر منه یعنی اونجا خاطره خیلی زیاد دارم پدر مادرم خانواده‌ام اونجا زندگی میکنن اگه بخوایم از بابت فرهنگی یعنی آب و هوا یا غذاهاش یعنی چیزش بگیم حتما که تبریز برای من به عنوان یه خونه هستش یعنی ولی نمیشه تو تبریزم یعنی پیشرفت کم بود چون که یه شهر رو یه مذهبی ترش کرده بودن شهر یه نگاه مذهبی داشت اطلاعاتی داشت یعنی یه کاری میخوام مثلا یه جمعی هستی چهار نفر هستی از چهار نفر حتما حتما دو نفرش حتی اگل اطلاعاتی هستن 
یعنی برای IRGC کار میکنن برای سپاه کار میکنن فلان اینا باعث میشد که تو نتونی اونجا رو خونه خودت چون که خونه تعریف خونه یعنی اینکه بتونی اونجا آرامش داشته باشی بتونی اونجا فکر کنی زندگی کنی یه چیزی بخونی بنویسی اینا نبودن اونجا ولی اینجا اگه بخوایم تعریف خونه آرامش رو بگیم اینجا برای من خونه هستش تو ظاهر شاید خونه من اونجا باشه یعنی من اصالتا اونجایی باشم ولی من خودم رو دیگه متعلق به تبریز نمیبینم نمی اگر این وضعیت بره یعنی با این وضعیت اصلا نمیشه هر روزم بدتر میشه Okay let me ask you about the uprising let me ask you about the new revolution um, There's a strange feeling coming to Istanbul because I know of just half a million or more Iranians here but in this moment where If you were in, if I took you to my city of Toronto, and especially took you to the areas, the Iranian areas, but not even just the Iranian areas, you're going to see Masa Amini signs, you're going to see nightly protests, you're going to see billboards that say women, life, freedom. Um, it, there's a, you would be very conscious that something is happening in Iran and that the Iranian community is very active. It's interesting coming here, and even though I'm meeting people like you who are passionate about Iran and what's happening in Iran with the regime, I don't see it in the streets. I don't see the same level of activity or consciousness. I don't know if that's because I'm not seeing it or because it's not there as much. Tell me your perspective on that. ارزم به خدمتتون که نه شما درست میبینید شما واقعا نمیبینید هیچ کس نمیبینه حالا یه روزم بیاین اینجا یه هفته هم اینجا باشیم واقعا هیچ تظاهراتی هیچ یعنی که مردم مردم ایران حالا مردم ترکیه هم بخوان در واقع اعتراضی بکنن در جلوی این حکومت کودک و زنکش هیچ اعتراضاتی نیست نسبت به تورنتو یا شهرهای دیگه که واقعا ایرونیا گل کاشتن یعنی افتخار میکنم به هموطنا اینجا هیچ خبری نیست چرا چون که اینجا همونطور که عرض کردم اول حیات خلوت ایران شده یعنی بوی نفت و گاز ایران اینجا جلوی اینو گرفته که دولت مردان ترکیه بخوان آدم کشی دختر کشی بچه کشی رو تو ایران ببینن حالا نمونهش هم هفته پیش بود یه هفت هشت روز پیش یعنی روز یک شنبه بود آره هفته قبل ما همون مصادف با تظاهرات سراسری تو برلین که بود اونجا ما اون وقتا برای استانبول عین زمان به استانداری استانبول در حقیقت نامه فرستاده بودم یه چند روز پیش یعنی انبتنای ایرانی مبنی بر اینکه تزا برای تظاهرات اجازه بگیریم You have to get permission to have a protest here. دقیقاً. مثلا الان من و شما اگه بریم الان کوچه استقلال بگیم ویمن لایف نمیتونیم اون کارو بکنیم. نمیتونی. بایستی مجوز بگیری ولی اینا رو من توضیح میدم یعنی قضیه چیه؟ یعنی قانون اساسی ترکیه چی میگه و قضیه چیه؟ گام تو قانون اساسی ترکیه میگه که لازم نیست که مجوز بگی میتونی بیای پروتست کنی یعنی اینکه به امنیت مردم با کسی کاری نداشته باشی ضرر نزنی میتونی پروتست کنی تظاهرات کنی ولی ما اینو میدونستیم ولی بازم ازشون اجازه گرفتیم که ما به صورت منطقی یعنی رسمی تر آفیش تر 
بتونیم حرفمون رو بزنیم اعتراض کنیم ولی اونا یه دو سه ساعت مونده به ساعت تظاهرات که تو کادوکوی بود باطلش کردن کنسلش کردن اجازه ندادن خیلی از ایرونی اومده بودن زن بچه پسر از چه لحاظی چی گفتن چرا گفتن که اجازه ندادن یعنی گفتیم که ما اجازه گفتن که اجازه نداده استانداری روز خاصی هم نبود تو ترکیه عید خاصی هم نبود تو ترکیه بگیم که یعنی مشکلی هست حالا ما با چند تا پلیس اونجا دلیلش گفتی گفت خب پرسیدیم یعنی گفتن که ما نمیتونیم جواب گو باشیم با استانداری طرف هستیم ما پلیسیم فقط واسطه هستیم در هر صورت من اونجا اونجا بودیم حالا از خبرنگاری وی او ای ترک هم اومده بودن که خواستن با من مصاحبه کنن دلیل اینا رو بگم بهشون اونجا یه درگیری شد اونجا دیدم که یه پلیس تو چند تا پلیس ترک وارد با چند تا ایرونی که حالا اونها هم فارسی زبان بودن نمیتونستن خودشونو یعنی در واقع اکسپلین کنن مثلا میخوام let me let me just understand so the you guys you yourself and your, your committee or a few people asked for permission you didn't get the permission but you still went to the protest yes you still چند نفر اونجا بودید اونجا چ... اونجا یعنی یعنی من تقریبا یه ده دقیقه مونده به زمان پروتست من رسیدم اونجا ولی دیدم که جماعت مثلا اینطوری بیشتر از پنج نبود یعنی پنج نفر اینجا پنج پلیسا چیزشون میکرد در واقع نمی... اجازه نمیداد که همه جمع بشن مطمئنم که قبل من چندین نفر اومدن که اینجا همه رو اینطوری چیز کردن جدا کردن که ما اون تا این بحث و این جور چیزا دیدم که با فارس با هموطنان بدرفتاری شد من رفتم یعنی باشون بحث وارد چیز بشم که چرا اینطوری میکنین هول میدین چرا با صدای بودن ما مسالمت آمیز اومدیم تظاهرات بکنیم و فلان چرا هول میدین برگشتم پنج نفری اونا رو ول کردم به من چیز کردن یعنی منو دستبند کردم با کتک و اینجور چیزا که صورت من یادگار اونا هستش که کلا خونی بود صورتم با زانوم زده بودن و فلان یه دو, دو, دو ساعت اینا موندم اونجا بعدا یعنی گفتن که یا رضایت میدی یا رضایت نمیدی اینطور من گفتم با پلیس ترکی مشکل ندارم حالا شما هم اینجا واسطه هستیم تمام شد اومدیم یعنی اینا همش گفتم یعنی دلیلش چیه دلیلش اینه که اینا نمیبینن آره حتما که میبینن میبینن که جمهوری اسلامی اونجا دختر میکشه بچه هشت ساله میکشه ولی گفتم بوی نفت و گاز اجازه نمیده که حقیقت رو کامل تر Officially, isn't the government of Turkey in opposition to the regime of Iran? But you're saying that on a day-to-day granular level, even if Iranians want to demonstrate against the regime that the government of Turkey supposedly is against, the Turkish uh, government will repress those protests. من روز هفت روز قبل که درگیر شدم از اون ده روز قبلش هم یه پروتست اول داشت اولی داشتیم اونجا یک ساعت اجازه دادن جالبه ما هم یه بیلبورد های اینطوری چیز کردیم یه چیزایی نوشتیم و لاتین و فارسی و 
اونایی که سلوگان های شعار های غیر فارسی نوشته بود همه رو می گرفتن پاره می کردن می گفتن که حق نداریم که شعار های انگلیسی زبانی و یا ترکی بنویسیم می گفتم دلیلش چیه می گفت که اینطوریه این قانون اینه یعنی اینا وقتی فکر میکنی یعنی قانون چیه قانون اینو نمیگه پروتستی یعنی اینکه هر زبانی که هست هر چیزی که بتونی قابل یعنی فهمترش کنی اعتراضتو بنویسی یعنی اینا رو از کجا نوشتن it's, op- it's the opposite of freedom of expression so even when you have a protest where they give you an hour you can't there's certain we're going to police which kind of signs you can have that's uh, kind of shocking because this is a global international city full of tourists european um what what are the reasons they give i mean when the police were attacking you at the protest and cut your face what were they saying to you about what you're doing wrong من دقیقاً گفتم گفتم من مشکلم چیه ایرادم چیه من, من گفتم که راضی بودم که بهتون فوش بدم شما رو هول بدم شما رو بزنم شما با من اینطوری رفتار کنید گفتم من الان تو شوک هستم گفتم هیچ نمیدونم چرا کتک خوردم صورتم اینطوری شد یعنی گفتم که من تبریزی هستم پدران من توی جنگ چاناکاله ترکیه شهید دادن چندین شهید تبریزی است توی چاناکاله گفتم که من به هیچ عنوان نمیتونم یعنی اهل این نیستم که بخوام برای امنیت کشوری مثل ترکیه ضرری داشته باشم این یک دوم اینکه اینجا کشور دموکراتیکه اینجا کشور آتاتورک کشوری که آتاتورک ساخت یعنی آتاتورکی که در هر گرد شاید برای دنیا یک بار تکرار بشه که اون برای این گرد آتاتورک برای ترکیه یعنی اتفاق افتاده گفتم آتا ترک اینطوری نگفته اینطوری یعنی تو قانون اساسی ترکی اینجور رفتارها نیست اینجا مهد آزادی یعنی همه میان اینجا که بتونه حرفش رو بزنه یعنی هیچی نگفتم یعنی میگفتن که تو به تو چند بار گفتیم که اجازه نداری چیز کنی اعتراض کنی تو حرف نفهمیدی ما تو رو زد اینطوری چیز ما هم تو رو نزدیم تو مقاومت نشون دادی در صورت که من مقاومتی نشون ندادم پنج نفر افتادن رو جون من و من I mean the thing is is that I mean there's people probably listening right now thinking it sounds naive of course we know we've heard Turkey is not the most uh, free place. Of course, there's been journalists and writers and dissidents who've been detained or disappeared. All of these things we've heard about Turkey. But it's usually when, in my impression, it's usually when they are um, in opposition to the Turkish state, not to the Iranian state. It's interesting. Again, I'm shocked that they would, that that uh, the level of suppression of protest or uh, expression against Iran would would occur here. It's very telling. It suggests that there is, um, well, everything is not what you see in terms of uh, um, who wants the Islamic Republic of Iran to continue and who doesn't, right? دقیقاً اینطوریه یعنی جلوی سفارت یعنی حتی سفارت که نگیم اینجا سرکل سوگری ایران جمهوری اسلامی تو اینجا هست استانبول 
یعنی از خیابون یعنی اسم اون خیابون هم خیابون آنکاره هست از, از, از اونجا که رد میشه خوفر میداره که مثلا اینجا یه اطلاعاتی هست اینجا میگیرند یعنی یه طرفداری دارن از این رژیم جمهوری اسلامی که اصلا قابل باور نیست حالا شما به بحث جورنالیست اینا اشاره میکنین زیادم نمیتونه تعجب آور نبایستی باشه چون که اینجا رتبه اول داره توی بحث زندانی جورنالیست ها توی دنیا یعنی رتبه اول اینجا یعنی از حکومت هم نباشه بخوای یه انتقادی بکنی یه قوانین جدیدم اضافه کردن قوانین سانسور یعنی بخوای مثلا یه توییتی بزنی که مثلا استانداری یا پلیس یا مثلا حکومت دولت وزیر فلان با من اینطور رفتار کرد من شکایت میکنم اعتراض دارم تو رو میگیرم میبرن زندان یعنی گوانی یعنی رفته رفته اینکه میگم برمیگردیم به سوال اول میگین که چه تفاوتی داره چرا اینه فلان یعنی کودک کشی زن کشی از اینا شروع میشه یعنی گوانین رادیکالی رادیکالی اسلامی یعنی اول میگن که حق اعتراض نداری بعدا میگن که اعتراضم باشه اینطوری بایستی باشه امنیت کشور نبایستی زیر سوال بره بعدا میگن که قانون چیزو میگه بعدا میان آدم کشی میکنه وقتی که تنگتر میکنی آزادی رو برای یک ملتی و از اون تنگنا ملت مجبورن که پاره کنن برن آزادتر بشن بتونن حرفشون رو بزن اونجا دیگه رو در رو میشی با حکومت تروریستی حکومت آدم کش و اونجا به هیچ کس رحم نمیکنه Do you um, What do you think is going to happen if you were to um predict in the next few months do you you've been calling it the revolution you obviously believe this is a revolution now in iran do you think it's going to be successful soon do you think we're actually can we are we allowed to dream about a free iran or is it too soon as nazar man ke in bar raftani rejim raftani age yani in ke bekhayim ke ehba ehsas nemigam قطعا که احساس دل همم هم اونجاست که یعنی تموم شد من دلی حرف نمیزن از سیاس از منطق واقعیت میگم که این بار رفتنی هم چون که کارهای کارهای خیلی خیلی اشتباهی کردن اینا اصلا بخشودنی نیستن هر روزم مصیبت بیشتر میشه یعنی اینکه یه خونه یه کسی ریخته میشه مثلا اون روز یه پروفسور رو گروگان گرفتن اینا چیزای عادی نیستن یعنی اینا جامعه جهانی هم میبینه اروپا مثلا دیروز اون روز دیروز بود دو روز پیش بود نخست وزیر کانادا مثلا بالاخره یه فرد گاورمنتی بیاد که اینطوری حرف بزنه بگه yeah. که جمهوری اسلامی امروز هم نباشه بالاخره میره فرداش یعنی یه دو روز دیگه تموم میشه ما اجازه نمیدیم که حیات خلوت اینجا باشه اینا به نظر من نشانه خیلی بزرگیه حالا کشورهای اروپایی آمریکایی هم بالاخره صداشون رو یکم دیر در میارن تا که هممون میدونیم به خاطر منافع سیاس منافع خودشونه هیچ وقت ما قطعاً انگلیس باشه آمریکا باشه هیچ خیلی ازشون ندیدیم به نظر من قطعاً رفتن یعنی اینا خیلی خیلی کم مونده یعنی یعنی من فکر نکنم که 22 بهمن 1402 رو 1401 رو ببینیم یعنی این سال یعنی این سال رفتنی یعنی Thank you for this Merci Azerbaijan خیلی من خواهش میکنم All right
Sky. That was Alper Doglaroglu uh, and our conversation in Istanbul. Uh, this is full time for uh, Rook live from Istanbul, our second program here. We've been here all week. We've been recording a documentary. We hope to get that out to you in the coming weeks. Um, it is certainly fascinating to visit with the Iranian community here in such close proximity to Iran um, and yet um, to see the differences and similarities amongst the uh, um, uh, the living in Istanbul versus inside Iran. I, I have to thank all of the people who made this possible. Um, this program on our time here in Istanbul. We're here for a few more days. Uh, thank you again to Shailene and to Sean Sater who voluntarily helped us. Thank you to Nafisa and Dario who've been part of this episode. Thanks to the amazing team who put this show together: Roham, Anahita, Parisa, Pega, Mehrdad, and Shaya. It's about uh, 3 a.m. here in Istanbul. Uh, we hope to get this episode out to you uh, in the uh, mid-evening Toronto time as soon as we turn it around immediately here. Thank you to all of you out there supporting us and sharing our content. Please subscribe if you've not done so already on any of our platforms. You can always find me on Instagram at Giangomashi. Mizu Mashi. Mizu Mashi.